Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. What is up? Welcome into Sports Call. I am Brooks Childress, sitting in for J.J. Jackson. He is handling company business today as he's gotten back from Gainesville. Had a had a little long weekend slash week of travel, so he's got some stuff to handle. So I am sitting in the studio for him this afternoon, but it is going to be a fun show no matter what. I am, as I said, I'm Brooks Childress, joined in studio today by Mr. Brant Daughtry and Mr. Barry Blanchard, who we love to have in studio every so often to talk with us. Great day in the world of sports. We're going to get a lot of stuff talked about, as we do always. Of course, want to hear from you, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line, and we want to hear you early and often. We want to get all your phone calls in, as we didn't have a show yesterday. So anybody that wants to call in, give us a call. Can't wait to talk to you. Big show for you today. 3.15-ish, we'll get to our birthdays and sports. In the second hour, about 4.15, we'll talk to Brian Matthews. Uh, and then 5 o'clock, May monthly predictions update. We'll give you a quick update on those. Not a, uh, not a lot of updates to give you as we are in the middle of the month. Not a lot has happened, finished happening so far, but we'll give you an update nonetheless. And, of course, we'll finish up the show as we do every single day with our nightly TV guide. Like I said, a lot of stuff to talk about. Didn't have a show yesterday due to Auburn softball in the SEC tournament. So we'll talk a little bit of Auburn baseball from Tuesday night. They've got a win down in Troy over the in-state rivals Troy Trojans, setting up for another weekend rivalry series this weekend as they host the Alabama Crimson Tide. The final three home games of the season for the Tigers this year in the regular season. Still got a chance to host in the NCAA tournament, so it may not be the final, final home games for the Tigers, but the final regular season home game, including senior weekend, is this weekend. Also, Obviously, we'll talk about the Auburn softball team going down to Gainesville yesterday and falling one to nothing to the Missouri Tigers. Unfortunately, their SEC tournament time is done. They now sit and they wait till Sunday for Selection Sunday to see where their destination is in the NCAA tournament. Does not look like they've got enough to be able to be a regional host. They're sitting down in the mid-20s, mid to upper 20s in the rankings right now, so probably not going to be a host site, so we'll see where their destination lies for the Auburn Tigers. Of course, Braves still in action. Split two games from the Boston Red Sox. We'll talk about both of those games, preview the weekend series against the San Diego Padres, and, of course, talk all things else in sports. NFL schedule getting released tonight. We'll talk about some of those scenarios, talk about the Falcons, what they would like to have their schedule set up as because we are the official affiliate here in Lee County for Atlanta Falcons football. We'll talk a little bit about that and, of course, every other thing. As I said, I'm Brooks Childress. Joined by Brant Daughtry, Barry Blanchard. Brant, how are you this afternoon? Hello, I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I, I think, I think I'm doing well. Uh, I mean, some 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 not great news for Auburn has come down the pipeline for three separate sports today. Well, yep. yes, yesterday for softball, but uh, baseball is uh, losing one of their starting pitchers uh, for the rest of this season. He's 
Still a chance he might come out of the bullpen, but uh, you know nothing guaranteed there, and he's definitely not going to start again this year. Uh, Five-star four, Julian Phillips committed to Tennessee today. Uh, I'm, everyone's just saying Auburn just got outbid there. Tennessee offered him upwards of $2 million, and Auburn just refused to match that. So uh, he's going to Tennessee. Um, and, you know, softball just didn't have a great showing against Missouri yesterday. And so all that combines for not a great look for Auburn, but, uh, you know, things, things, uh, Still, I, th- I still think the future is bright in all three of those programs, even if today was not the best day or this weekend or this week has not been the absolute best week. So I'm doing pretty good uh, and, you know, excited to talk to callers and do what we do for the next three hours. Barry, nice to have you in here. We have you in here every so often. Oh, it's always an honor to be here. Glad to get the call, get the invite. No, I'm just here to support, you know, making sure that we keep things rolling keep things good but i think i feel like something to add it's nfl day so I'm, I'm pretty amped over here yeah we've got a big nfl schedule release coming tonight a lot of games have already leaked out some teams kind of know what their schedule looks like from leaks i think the saints i saw earlier uh some of the louisiana radio stations down there already have kind of a heads up on what the schedule is going to be so you kind of kind of know where teams are going to be so we'll, we'll get the official schedule released tonight at seven o'clock across several networks they're going to be carrying it so uh, Barry, I know you're a big Titans guy. You're wearing some light blue today. Is that in honor of the Titans schedule coming out tonight? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I just was really feeling this shirt. I was looking in my closet. <laughs> and it was just like this is this is the shirt for it's me. It's a nice one. It's, it, it, it fits my arms well. I'm trying to get muscles, so one day, like this, makes me feel like I got them already. That's the that's the real the real joy of having this shirt on. But like I said, it's um it's a big day. Um, what I'm honestly just want to see because I was talking to JJ about it, I entered a contest and they said if I correctly predict the Titans schedule, I could win season tickets. So Ooh. that's that's the real like hand. Yeah. Like I'm just wanting to see what it looks like so I can compare and see if my, my guesses were correct and uh, I could may- maybe go up to Nashville and catch some of these games. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I could correctly predict a, uh, a schedule. They, they, there's sometimes it's so random when they play games. Yep. Um, I don't know if the Falcon, the Falcons had any games that have been kind of leaked out that you know of, Brant or no. I know, I know uh, my team, the New England Patriots. It's kind of leaked out that one of the Monday night games they're going to get this year is going to be Week Seven against the Bears. Yeah, um, I, so. I haven't seen anything like that, but uh, I know that we're not playing any games overseas this year, which mm-hmm. is a blessing. Uh, played in London last year against the Jaguars and. Very happy that the the team doesn't have to do that again because Drake London in London though. Well, I'm sure it'll happen eventually because <laughs> it's too good of a marketing ploy not to. But I'm glad they don't have to do it two years in a row. Um, and and I'll be honest, like I just I don't expect the Falcons to be that good this season. I I'll watch them, but uh, you know, I, it'll be kind of like hate watching. Um, I th- I think in two years this team has a chance to be really good, but I think this year is kind of going to be, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I do think I do think the offense has potential to be exciting. I mean, you got Drake London, who's a who's a massive wide receiver. You've got uh, Kyle Pitts out there, who's proven he can be really good. Uh, Cordero Patterson coming off a career season, and you know you've got Marcus Mariota, who has been an exciting quarterback at times, and you got a, a promising quarterback in Desmond Ritter. So I don't I have no idea if the running game is going to be there, but dead gummit, that passing game has some exciting options, even if nothing will come of it. Uh, it if the Falcons wearing that, they're going to have to win in track meets, and I don't, I just don't know if, I, I don't know how well that's going to go. But you know, there should be some excitement this season. Should be some glimpses of what could come in the future for the franchise. So hopefully, all that goes over well. Um, as far as scheduling, I, I don't know. You get a week in between games anyway. Um, no, no, as long as you're not like 
Uh, I, I mean, the the Thursday night games, I hate the Thursday night games because going from Sunday, recovery day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you're playing another NFL game, that's horrible. That is absolutely awful on an NFL player, and I it it's bizarre that they have to go through that and that there's not... But the fans, though, we love it. No, we don't, because no, we want do. we want our players healthy and playing well, and well, you know more injuries happen on Thursdays, and it, it, the players aren't right. The players are not healthy on a Thursday. I'm fine if you want to play Thursday night games, but don't go Sunday to Thursday. Have a have a bye week before a Thursday game, something like that. There's there's got to be a better way to do this, a better and healthier way to do this. But all that to say, I have not seen anything leak out as far as the Falcons go, and uh, I, I'm not too hopeful. <laughs> Well, if we see anything come across the uh, Twitter timelines, we will be sure to talk about it. We'll talk more about the NFL schedule as we go along. But big topic of the day from yesterday is the Auburn softball team uh, falling out of the SEC tournament, falling to the Missouri Tigers. Auburn was the 10 seed in the tournament. Missouri, the 7 seed. One to nothing, Missouri got the win. One run on three hits. The Auburn Tigers, no runs on four hits. Matty Penta had a pretty good day on the, in the circle for the Tigers yesterday throwing quite a few strikeouts, uh, I believe. Yeah, bro- 12, 11 or 12, something like that. Broke a record yesterday for uh, strikeouts for the Auburn Tigers, but the bats just couldn't keep up with the pitching. One to nothing, Missouri got the win over the Auburn Tigers. And now, as I said earlier, they wait to see where their NCAA tournament destination is next for next week. They'll find that out on Sunday in Selection Sunday. Um disappointing really kind of a disappointing end to the season here uh, as we go along not a great showing at Tennessee this past weekend and then not a great showing here at the NCAA tournament the bats have kind of gone quiet here Bree Bree Ellis sat on that uh what 18th home run yep. and then just has not hit another one and she she was she's come close like, a couple of times she but she hit a few that were long and just loud foul balls yesterday that kind of banged off of the uh, sweets that are down the left field line there at Florida softball stadium. Uh, but ever since she hit that 18th home run, it's kind of been quiet for her. She's, she's had a few that, that have been very hard hit. She's had a few that have come close, but has not gotten the one over the wall. And the rest of the Auburn bats have not really taken up where her bat has gone a little quiet. They've, yep. they've all kind of fallen off here at the end of the year, which is not a good thing you want to happen when you're going down into the SEC tournament and especially the NCAA tournament where you're, everyone you're facing is going to have good pitching. It's not like you're facing a team like a uh, you know some of the teams you've placed earlier this year, like a South Carolina or a Texas A&M that you were able to get big, big series wins in the SEC. But it was um, the the you want the bats to be you want the bats to be hitting their stride at the end of the year to to go up against some of these these better pitching staffs that you're going to run across in the postseason. Yeah, and it's not like Bree is just not getting hits. It's not like her bat has no. gone cold. She's just not hitting him over the wall. And there's so much run production coming from the home run earlier in the season, and it's, you know, you're still getting hard-hit balls, you're still getting singles, you're still getting good batting averages. You just can't get runs across because you're not hitting the deep ball at all. And it's... And it's a thing that Auburn is going to have to fix if they if they want to make a run here in the NCAA tournament, because your pitching is going to be great. Matty Penta and Shelby Lowe are going to be your work your workhorses, and they've been great all year. Um, but you know you're, you're going to have to figure out a way to get the bats working. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger Night is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We will continue to talk about softball and everything Auburn sports right now. We will go to our first break of the hour. 
on this during this break, you'll hear from Ryan Lavoy with our Target Communications weather update. And on the other side, birthdays and sports and your phone calls. We'll be right back. Have your attention, please. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is what? My name is what? My name is Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player, national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. SEC tournament update for you as we roll through this sports call. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Brant Daughtry, who is singing. I like this song. I couldn't tell. And Barry Blanchard, also joining us in the studio. Oh, yeah. Barry's enjoying the song, too. I, I am. It's catchy. Your SEC tournament update, after 13 innings, almost 13 innings of absolutely scoreless softball, Tennessee has walked it off and won in 13 innings in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament, defeating their number 11 seed Mississippi State Bulldogs. One to nothing. Tennessee, one run on 11 hits, no errors. Mississippi State, no runs on three hits and no errors. Tennessee, on to the semifinals, will face the winner of the seven-seeded Missouri Tigers and the two-seeded Alabama Crimson Tide, which is coming up here in about 10, 11 minutes from right now over on the SEC Network. That's where you can watch that softball game. Alabama's first game of the SEC tournament. Missouri, of course, coming off beating Auburn one to nothing yesterday in the first round, in the I guess second round of the SEC tournament. Are we rooting for Missouri because they're Tigers? Is that is that the? I, way it goes? I'm a neutral member of the media. I do not. I will not be rooting for anybody. Uh, <laughs> I'll be breaking uh, things down. That's professional. Tennessee threw one pitcher that's that entire right. game. She threw over 150 pitches, which you can do in softball, but. Still very, very impressive that she went that deep and did not allow a single run. Scattered three hits over 13 or thirteen innings. Yeah, 13 complete. Um, it, just an outstanding showing. Ashley Johnson, I think, is her name. Uh, and, yeah, she was she was laying down behind the dugout in between innings uh, when they got deeper into extras. And Ashley just a, Rogers. Ashley Rogers, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, she, she threw a – she pitched a heck of a game. 13 innings, no earned runs, seven strikeouts, 161 pitches in the longest game in Tennessee softball and SEC tournament history. Was that one? Yeah. 13 innings were. Yeah, the checks Mississippi. out. Also, shout out to the Mississippi State defense for the Mississippi State giving up 11 hits, but only allowing one run. The one run was the backbreaker, obviously, because it was a walk off, but you allowed, you only gave up, you gave up 11 hits and only let one, one of those score. 
So shout out to the Mississippi State defense. They will wait and see if they are bound for the NCAA tournament next week as well as they'll head home and wait for Sunday selection Sunday over there. I'm Brooks Childress, as I said, joined by Barry Blanchard and Brant Daughtry. Hello. And let's now, before we go anywhere else, let's get to our birthdays and sports, shall we? It's time for today's birthdays and sports. Birthdays and sports on a Thursday, May the 12th. I want to give a shout out. We didn't have a show yesterday. We planned on having a show yesterday, but Auburn softball pushed that one all the way to the point where we could not have a show. Yesterday's birthdays, I want to give a shout out to those guys. A couple Auburn birthdays. Uh, also, you had Jeremy Macklin, Matt Leinert, and then the Auburn birthdays included Marlon Davidson and Kim Newton, also both celebrated birthdays yesterday. Shout Two of my favorite Auburn Tigers of all time. Love Marlon Davidson. Really happy he's a Falcon, so I have an Auburn Tiger to cheer for in the yeah. NFL. Josh Harris is no longer there. That's true. He was there for a long time. He was there since 2010, yeah. And But uh, got offloaded or signed with the Chargers, I want to say, this offseason. So, right. yeah, ha- happy that Marlon is getting regular playing time. And, you know, it's it's a great deal. Ha- watching him and Derek Brown next to each other was ridiculous. Yes. That 2019 team was – that defense was just stupid. So shout out to everybody that had a birthday yesterday. If you had a birthday yesterday, happy belated birthday to you. Happy belated birthday to Cam Newton, Marlon Davidson, Jeremy Macklin, and Matt Leiner. Today's and obviously birthdays, Cam Newton. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, Cam Newton was pretty good. Yeah. Today's birthday is on May 12th. Turning 65 today is a former Detroit Tigers second baseman who's nicknamed Sweet Lou, Lou Whitaker. Turning 65, he won the AL Rookie of the Year Award in 1978 was a five-time All-Star in his career. He was won four Silver Slugger Awards and three Gold Glove Awards. Whitaker and teammate Alan Trammell comprised the longest-running middle, running middle infield combination in MLB history, spanning 19 seasons. Yeah. The, you think you built up some chemistry from that point? You would think so. A lot of double plays turned between those two, I would guess. Lou Whitaker, Sweet Lou, is turning 65 years old today. Turning 24 is the center for the Orlando Magic, Mo Bamba. Great song. It, it is a fantastic song. <laughs> nothing. That was nothing. Should I say this? Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> nothing united the black students and the white students at Perry High School like Mo Mamba. All right. I, I Y'all want to talk about a lit locker room. <laughs> it's always. It, 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 gets a, it gets a stadium going when that tr- gets turned yep, on. Especially yep, a college, like a college sports stadium. Whew. Uh, Bombo was a five-star recruit out of high school and the number one center in his class. He played at Texas Hook'em 2018, making a second-team All-Big 12. He declared for the NBA draft was taken sixth overall by the Magic. He aver- He's averaging 18 minutes per game with eight points and six rebounds. Mo Bamba, only 24 years old. It wow. seems like he's been in the in the league for a minute. Mm-hmm. He got, well, I, mean, I mean, he only played one year, in, one year at Texas. Yeah. So. But Mo Bamba turning 24. Former oh NBA God. coach... Uh, what were you gonna say, Barry? Oh, I was gonna think, I was gonna reference how I went to a Sheck West concert and I saw Mo Bamba <laughs> live. I, my back is still not recovered. <laughs> I'm still. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The song ended off of that. That's I'm so sorry. But we're back. We're back. What <laughs> What year did that song come out? Because I'm trying to remember if that was high school. It or had like, to be 19. Was it 19? And okay. Because it was, it was right after he got into the league, wasn't yeah. it? Or was it? So it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a Perry High School locker room. It would have been. I can't remember where I got led to that song, but I've I've rocked it a few times. <laughs> I love it. Moving on, former NBA coach and player George Carl is turning 71 years old. 
Carl played basketball at UNC Chapel Hill. Let's go Heels. He was an all-ACC player in 1973. He played five years in the pros with the Spurs. Retired in 1978. He began coaching following his retirement. Got his first head coaching job in 1986 with the Golden State Warriors. He would coach various teams until 2015. He was a one-time NBA coach of the year and coached one NBA All-Star game. George Carl is 71 years old. Carmelo's coach, right? Didn't you coach Carmelo in Denver? Oh, uh, maybe. I remember watching a lot of Carmelo back in the day. I feel like George Carl was definitely out there. Like, I, I don't I think, remember him at the Kings. I don't know if they got along, though. I feel like it was one of those tumultuous relationships between George Carl and Carmelo. Well, he did kind of force his way out, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I feel Two, like... 2005-2013, he was with the Nuggets. Yep. So I that think, was, in fact... I think I remember watching... Uh, there's a YouTube channel I watch called uh, Secret Base, and they do, like, these rewinders and, you know, like, looking at the history of stuff, and they have a couple of different series. And I think one of them was on that Denver Nuggets team, and it was, like, how George Carl and... Carmelo Anthony just didn't get along. Yeah. It was just two very, very different sides of the same Back point. when I was playing NBA Live, you know, <laughs> <laughs> i let you know how old that Shout that out to EA is. Sports, man. EA Sports. George, George Carl, his head coaching career was the Mon- at the Montana Golden Nuggets, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors, Albany, uh, is that Patroons? <laughs> Uh, Albany Patroons, Real Madrid, Albany Patroons again, Real Madrid again, Seattle Supersonics, Milwaukee Bucks, Denver Nuggets, and the Sacramento Kings. Are we talking like the the, the soccer uh, this team? This is George, George Carl's no, the coaching team. career. Oh. That's a basketball team. Okay, I was going to say he, he's. Hold on, let me let me look it up here. He got me. a lot going on over there. If that was the case, I was like, wow, George. No, he he did not transcend <laughs> sports. He uh, he coached the Real Madrid basketball team. They got Real Madrid, Barcelona. A lot of those big soccer yeah. clubs in Europe mm-hmm. also have a basketball team associ- uh, connected with them, and it's the same mm. the same logo and everything. The the Albany Patroons do not have a Wikipedia page. Oh no, that's that's got to change. So you could be the one yeah. brand. You need do some research, Brent. I have made Wikipedia pages before. Yeah. Well, well, mm. <laughs> I kind of want to know, but I'll, I'll come back later. It, for college stuff. Former, moving on, former NFL wide receiver Steve Smith Sr. celebrating a birthday today. It's his 43rd. Smith played college football at Utah, go Utes, where he was all Mount West in 1999. Was taken in the third round of the 2001 draft by J.J.'s Carolina Panthers. Over a 16-year career, Smith would be a five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, at the time of his retirement, he ranked 7th in NFL career all-purpose yards with 19,180, 7th in NFL career receiving yards with 14,731, and 12th in career receptions with 1,031, and of course, 25th in receiving touchdowns with 81 of his career. Steve Smith Sr., turning 43 years old today. Great receiver, ultimate competitor. Um, size never seemed to be a factor. He'd go up against yeah, He was, what, like 5'9", yeah. and was just mossing people? Exactly. Short kings forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So I just remember watching. Like Steve Smith made me a Panthers fan. Then when Cam got there, it was just like a match made in heaven. I yes. wish they could have, you know, had a little bit more time together. But Steve Smith was. I remember him going to the Ravens, blood and guts everywhere till this day. <laughs> I forgot about his time with the Ravens, where he yeah. was kind of like a, like the old man in the locker room. Absolutely. So happy birthday today to Lou Whitaker, Mo Bamba, George Carl, Steve Smith Sr., and of course, if it's your birthday in the sports call world, 
Happy birthday to you. That is your birthdays in sports on a Thursday, May the 12th. I don't know what a patroon is yet. All right. But that's some interesting history, right? Like there's Phil Jackson coach there in 84. Oh, man. um, Before he ended up with the Bulls in the 90s. Interesting. Um, They were with the Continental Basketball Association when they started out. Okay. And then the United States Basketball League. And now they are currently – it still exists. And they are with – the Basketball League. The Basketball League. TBL is what they're called. Interesting. That, that, is, sounds, that sounds official right sounds there. Sounds like the start to your new Wikipedia page, Brant. Mm. Well, so I was going to make one about the Albany Patroons. Turns out they already have one. So that's where I'm getting all this information from. Ah. It just does not link from George Carl's Wikipedia page. I see. Birthdays in sports on a Thursday, the 12th. If you want to look up the Albany Patroons, they do have a Wikipedia page. Go check those out. When we come back after this next break, what your phone calls. What is a Patroon? On the Auburn Bank a, phone line. It's got to be a bird. We'll be back right after this. you want to join our conversation tweet us your thoughts on twitter at sports call au deal yourself in to the 23rd annual sheriff's girls ranch poker run presented by white claw hard seltzer on saturday june 11th on beautiful lake martin play for that straight flush or full house as you pick a card at each of our stops around the lake the stakes are high at this 44,000 acre poker table as the player who holds the best hand at the end of the day wins five thousand dollars And of course, $10,000 will go to benefit the Sheriff's Girls Ranch. Call 334-887-9999 to register today. A limited number of tax-deductible tickets are available. It's the 23rd Annual Sheriff's Girls Ranch Poker Run, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer, Saturday, June 11th on beautiful Lake Martin. Come on, put some skin in the game. Now, back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. Sports Call rolls on on the Thursday. I'm Brooke Shoulders, joined by Barry Blanchard and Brant Daughtry in the studio this afternoon, filling in for J.J. Jackson. A patroon. Yes. I already clicked off the page because I figured I would remember the definition because I'm a doofus. But mm. uh, a patroon is a person giving land, given land and granted certain manorial privileges under the former Dutch governments of New York and New Jersey. So it's basically a Dutch duke living in... In New York or New Jersey. How about that? That is what a patroon is. Right. And that makes sense because they're based in Albany. The more you know, learn something new every day. Every single day. You're either getting better call. or you're getting worse. That's right. That is true. And today we got better. And we're at gonna, least a little bit. And we're going to get better right now as we go to the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-34. Locally, toll free, one 888 All of our sports call callers and guests join us on that Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years 
Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We go to the phone lines to start off today with... James from Montgomery. James from Montgomery joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. James, haven't heard from you in a couple days. How are you doing today? I'm good and War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, because I know uh, today is um, NFL uh, schedules. You know, uh, they're actually going to be reviewing the schedules for the 2022 upcoming NFL season. That's right. Big, big night tonight, 7 o'clock. You'll get to know all of the, uh, the NFL schedules. Yes, and when they actually get down to my Dallas Cowboys, I want to see um, how our schedule is going to be looking for the 2022 season as well and maybe get to see some of the new draftees that we've drafted uh, this past uh, April, you know, for for the NFL draft as well and seeing uh, some of those guys make their uh, Cowboys debut uh, with Dak Prescott and Michael Parsons and C.D. Lamb and uh, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, many other uh, Cowboy uh, greats that are playing uh, this coming up uh, season. Yeah, it should be uh, a really fun time for those Dallas Cowboys. I know the other day we asked you and you said you'd like to open up with the Cowboys schedule open up at Jacksonville this year. Do you want that? To, you wanted that to be your first game the other day. Do you still want that to be your first game of the year or have you changed your mind? Um, I'm actually locking that one in. Okay. I will actually see, I'm actually circling that game and actually seeing if that's going to be on week one uh opening schedule to see if we play against uh, Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville Jaguars in uh, Dallas as well. Because, I mean, that is a – those uh, two are those, – those two teams are really great on paper, have great history. Um, they have great guys that are actually in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. And when you actually look at the Dallas Cowboys and the Jacksonville Jaguars playing in a – Playing a good game in Dallas, you're you're looking at something historic-wise. If you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, has you know been with that team for years, or if you're on the Cowboys side, seeing some of the great legendary um, players from you know from the golden years, from the golden years of uh, Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and Emmitt Smith and uh, you know, many other great Hall of Famers that, that played with the Cowboys as well. Yeah, that, that that would be a fun game. We do know that the Cowboys will play at Green Bay in Lambeau Field on Sunday, November 13th. How do you feel about a mid-November game against the, against the Packers on the road? Um, That is one good game that I would love to see because between that uh, game is good on paper this year, but the Cowboys and Green Bay Packers rivalry goes way, way back to the Ice Bowl in uh, in years past when it was uh, uh, the head coach at the time, uh, Tom Landry, and um, and the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, uh, Vince Lombardi, and actually seeing uh, you know NFL films of. Uh, of that iconic game of the ice bowl and it was it was a really really good matchup that most of the older most of the older uh veterans of, of that team actually wouldn't know as well do you know who the uh quarterback was for the green bay packers for the ice bowl um i would have to say that would have to be 
Um, I know it will have to be Bart Starr. That's right. Would be, for the, Green, would be for the Green Bay Packers. And with Bart Starr, he's a Montgomery native of Montgomery, and he went to the University of Alabama. That's right. Under former Alabama head coach Paul William Bear Bryant at the time. That's right. He uh, he was from Montgomery. That's a good memory you got there, James. So are you going to get a chance to go see your Cowboys in person this year, or are you going to have to watch all the games uh, on TV? Um, I'm actually going to be watching um, all the games on TV as well because I'm actually going to see if uh, my Cowboys would make it to the playoffs and actually win the playoff divisions and maybe make it a chance to go to the Super Bowl as well in Arizona this year. Yeah, yeah this uh, Cowboys team could be good this year. You got a chance to make some noise in that NFC East to maybe make the playoffs, and then once you get in the playoffs, who knows what can happen. What else you got for us today, James? Well, after they wrap up the NFL schedule uh, tomorrow, I'll be watching the fantasy football uh, draft uh, selection and seeing who I will be uh, drafting on uh, this uh Drafty for uh, the NFL fantasy draft, which will be starting tomorrow. So the NFL fantasy draft starts tomorrow. So I will be drafting some great players with my new team uh, that I actually uh, came up with. Um, I, my team name is uh, Silence of the Lambs with uh, CD Lamb. So it, it's a it's a good uh, it's like a good scary scary team name that I actually put together as well. So I'm going to just see who, uh, what, what, uh, pe- what characters would I put with this uh, new team that I actually, uh, the new team name that I actually came up with as well. That is very clever, James. I like, I like the name, Silence of the Lamb, the CD Lamb. I, I like that name. That's a good one. So you're going to draft anybody good? Um, I might as well draft. Some of the new draftees that I was looking at in April and uh, seeing if they're actually going to get some good uh, rookie fantasy points this year as well. Well, that, that sounds like a good uh, good plan. Get some of the new guys in there, see if they can make a splash in your first year of fantasy football. That sounds like a good strategy. What else you got for us today, James? Well, I'm actually going to be watching my Dallas Mavericks tonight because we are actually playing game six of game seven. So if we win game six tonight, this would uh, wrap up the 2022 uh, season for the Dallas Mavericks. So if we win tonight at home against the Phoenix Suns, uh, it's a 3-2 series. So if we actually take that 3-2 series and make it 3-3, we've already punched our ticket in to actually see who we're going to play in the playoffs in the NBA as well. Yeah, really important game for your Mavericks tonight is they've, they've got to win to stay alive and force a Game 7 back in uh, Phoenix on Sunday. But uh, not a good showing from them last time. It was 110-80 to 80 was in Game 5 back in Phoenix. But maybe the Mavericks can get something turned around tonight as they're back at home. That should be a really, really fun game. This has been a really, really fun series between these two uh, teams. What else you got for us today? Yeah, because I know uh, yesterday I was watching my Dallas Stars last night and we didn't even win uh, last night, uh, uh, we actually played in, I think it was in uh, Canada. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. So uh, we actually had a huge loss, one to nothing. So the uh, series for the Dallas Stars is one game, one apiece. So, uh, no, I'll take it back, two games apiece. So 
Um, that will be um, – we'll actually play a game tonight. So um, that will be a really good uh, step up to see um, my Dallas Stars to actually win uh, tonight as well. Yeah, the, the Flames are actually leading 3-2 to after that win last night, a 3-1 win over the Stars last night. Another situation where your team's back at home for Game 6 tomorrow night, and they've got a win to keep this series going and force a Game 7 back up in Calgary, Canada on uh on sunday night as well so that would be that could be two game sevens but for your dallas team on sunday night uh with the mavericks if the mavericks can force it and the stars can force it how about that two two game sevens for your dallas teams on sunday would you be able to handle that uh yes i've actually handled it in the past with my dallas stars i've actually seen them uh actually win the stanley cup playoffs in 2019 so i'm hoping we'll win another stanley cup uh playoff this year as well Man, I, I don't know. I don't think I could handle two two of my teams in Game Sevens in these exact same day. I, I think that I would be uh, too too nervous. But I, you seem like you've got it handled, James, and uh, you're you're going to handle it like a champ. What else you got for us? We have to let you go today, James. Well, um, earlier today I was listening on uh, the ESPN uh, network, and they were talking about the NIL deals. And I actually would say, on the name, image, and likeness, I think that is. Uh, the wrong terminology for these um, college athletes to actually have, you know, the name, image, and likeness to actually pay some of these um, college players like they're in professional, uh, in the professional uh, standpoint, because they're not like in the professional uh, stage. There are more in a college setting as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's they're, they're going out there and they're able to make a little bit of money. I think that there's a lot of new rules that are about to come down the pipeline from the NCAA that's going to regulate all the, the NIL stuff, and uh, they're going to be able to – it's not going to let boosters interfere with uh, a lot of the recruit recruiting players to schools. Right now it is kind of like the wild, wild west. You, you know, everybody's going out there and pretty much doing anything they really want to uh, outside of the school directly paying anybody, but – uh, I think that a lot of stuff's about to get regulated with NIL down, coming here very, very soon. And then uh, I think you're going to have, hopefully, hopefully you get a very much smoother process of players being able to make money because, I mean, it is, it is their name, image, and likeness, and they, they, you know, they should be able to make some money off of it a little bit at least. Yes, that's well, because I'm actually looking at, like, the University of Alabama, the University of Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Auburn, just to name a few of those schools, I think for Auburn, I mean, with the name, image, and likeness, I mean, we should, you know, have some of the recruiters to actually look into, like, you know, what what are these college kids are going to do when they leave out of out of college in the next uh, four years, and where they're going to go with that with that big uh, money that they're that they're endorsing with like Under Armour and Nike and uh, you know Champion and uh, you know different other uh, sports brands out there you know as well. James, if you were a college athlete and you signed an NIL deal, what company would you like to uh, help represent? I would have to help represent uh, Jordan. Jordan brand. Yeah, that's a really fun one. That that'd be really really cool. Yes, that's well because if I was going to play. Um, basketball for Bruce Pearl. Uh-huh. I will be, you know, I'll, I'll actually have somebody to, like, if I'm actually a new player coming in in the squad, I'll actually have, like, Walker Kessler 
or somebody that that's a veteran player and I will actually, you know, sit right next to them and they can, you know, give me the ropes as well on how to how to make a good uh, a good three point shot as well. And you'd be sporting your new Jordan brand shoes, right? Yes, as well, and uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe uh, wearing them like for a big uh, March Madness tournament as well. That'd be pretty cool. That would be really really cool, James. Well, you got anything else before we have to let you go today? Um, I don't have any NASCAR news right now, but I would have um, some update on. Uh, the NASCAR uh, Cup race that's going to be in, I think it's in Kansas uh, City this year, I mean, this Sunday. So I'm just trying to see who's going to actually, um, who's going to actually win uh, the race uh, this coming up Sunday as well. Yeah, that, that's going to be something to watch over the weekend. Well, it was good to talk to you, James. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle. That was James from Montgomery joining us on the Auburn bank phone line when we come back more sports call right after this Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all-SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger On a Thursday, it rolls on. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Brant Daughtry. Barry Blanchard also joining us. Barry over from our sister station, 99.9 KDFM, also does a lot of work with our high school stuff. Oh, yeah. Wrapped up the high school baseball and softball seasons within the past couple weeks. Shout out to all the, the uh, seniors from those teams at Beauregard and Smith Station that put their uniform on for the last time a couple weeks ago. And now they move on to bigger and better things. Hopefully, you got some of them. I know a few of the Beauregard baseball players. I was there on senior day, so I know a couple of them are going to play some college ball. Nice. So hopefully a lot of colleges are looking at these players and deciding they want to want to invest in their future. Yeah, I believe uh, Smith Station baseball has a couple of kids going as well. So good good for them. Keep, keep it up. Keep the Smith Station pride up, and uh, we'll get to them. Football season's next up for those high schools for Smith Station and Beauregard. Oh Can't wait boy. to get to, get to high school football season here. Can't wait. It's, what, three months, four months away, but it still feels like it could be just around the corner where you get out there and you're back on Friday nights with the lights on and uh, yeah. fun, fun times. I'm excited. I didn't, um, I didn't get to go to any Smith Station football games last year, but after watching their basketball and their softball teams, they are grit station. I can't wait to get out there and see what they put on the field. It's some fun football, it, especially the, some of the teams they play. You go up against teams like Central and Auburn and uh, Enterprise. Who else do they play? Dothan. Uh, and this year, you're going to have uh, Opelika in there in the region. So you're going to get to play the Opelika Bulldogs. It's going to be it should be a really really fun season for the Smith Station Panthers. Can't wait to cover that all season long across the stations of Tiger Communications. 
We continue to get some NFL schedules leaking out, some schedule stuff leaking out. Um, source from the Washington Post, uh, looking on our Sam Fortier from the Washington Post, the Commander's Beat writer, has tweeted about 20 minutes ago, Week 10 will feature the Washington Foot Commanders. I only keep wanting to say the football team. They have changed their name. The Washington Commanders will play at Philadelphia Monday night, November the 14th. That is the Monday night football game for that week. That's the same week that uh, the Sunday after, one of the Sunday afternoon games we just mentioned with James in the last phone call. Uh, the Cowboys will play at the Packers that week. So Carson mm. Wentz's return to Philadelphia will be Monday, mm. November 14th, when the Commanders take on the Eagles. I don't know. Carl. I don't know what's going to happen, but Taylor Heineke's going to play this year. I'm just going to go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. We will be seeing Taylor Heineke on that field at some point in the season. For at the some commanders. point, I th- yeah, I think so. Uh, other NFL news today. Uh, as we said earlier, one of the, the my favorite team, the New England Patriots, uh, will take on the uh, Chicago Bears in Week 7 Monday Night Football. Mac Jones versus Justin Fields, two of the top quarterbacks from last year's NFL draft. Oh, that should be exciting. And speaking of the New England Patriots, our good friend Ricky on Twitter just sent us this message to remind us. Uh, I, I was going to get to this in a little bit, but Ricky wanted to point out that Stidham to the silver and black. Ricky's a big Raiders fan. Mm. Earlier today, former Auburn Tiger quarterback Jarrett Stidham was traded to the Las Vegas Raiders from the New England Patriots. And so Stidham reunites with Daniel Carlson out there, his kicker from college. Yeah, and uh, I believe Josh McDaniels out there as well was his OC in New England for a little while and is now the head coach of the Raiders. So uh, heir apparent to Tom Brady, no more. But, uh, you know, I I still think Jared Stidham has the arm talent to be a a decent NFL quarterback at some point. But if he's a career backup, then get paid millions of dollars so to hold a clipboard. You know, who cares? You're paid a lot of money that to is, hold a clipboard. And the, the the longevity of guys that can do it for that long. I mean, who Brandon Hoyer still in the league. Brian uh, Hoyer. Brian right. Hoyer. I knew, I, I, knew I, mean, I got that wrong. He's no clipboard Jesus, though. You know who clipboard Jesus is? Who's clipboard Jesus? Charlie Whitehurst. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's... I think he's been back Gino up for Smith's like... Smith's still somewhere out there. Yeah. Who was the one that kept popping up? Um, Is Brody Croyle still in the league? <laughs> I, don't I don't think so. so. Um, I know he was in there Josh for forever. McCown? Josh, Josh McCown. Josh McCown, yeah. He has gotten some starts, though, but still, Josh McCown. Yeah, spot start, but he's never going to be a starter in the yeah. NFL or he was a regular starter. for a coaching job, which was crazy enough for I remember Houston. that. I remember that. Houston was interviewing Josh McCown to be their head coach. And everyone laughed. <laughs> so shout out to Jarrett Siddham going to the Las Vegas Raiders. As soon as the Patriots took Bailey Zappi from uh, Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky, I knew after we at the Patriots gave Brian Horry an extension over the offseason, yeah. a, ba- a lifetime contract basically, <laughs> um, and then s- drafted Zappi. I knew that the writing was on the wall. They're probably going to get rid of Stidham just because he couldn't stay healthy. That's the only problem. He can be a good NFL backup quarterback. He can make some quality spot starts. But it's it's you got to stay healthy, and he just was not staying healthy in New England. Hopefully, he'll have yeah. more success. Root for his success because he's an Auburn Tiger out there with Always. the Las Vegas Raiders. And as I said, reunited with Daniel Carlson out there with the black and silver, silver and black. Oh, they're gonna put up some points this year over there in, in Las Vegas. It's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a track meet on that offense. We'll get a look at their schedule later on tonight as the schedule gets released. We continue to look for schedule. Leaks as we hey, continue about, come on. back and talk about them Titan Bills week two. That's right. Watch out. One hour is done when we come back. More of your phone calls, more sports call, and in the second hour we talk to Brian Matthews. Don't go anywhere. We got a great show still to come.
One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Brent Daughtry and Barry Blanchard in studio this afternoon. Hello. It is a beautiful, beautiful Thursday on the loveliest village on the plains. Couldn't ask for a better weather day. It really is beautiful. I mean, it's, it's been high 80s. It's hot, but, I mean, it's always hot. It's just not as humid right now. Exactly. That's, that's where it gets you is when the humidity comes in and once we get into the summer months, that that's where it's going to get you. It's not going to get as hot as you Trust would think. Trust me, it's summer now. The summer has arrived yeah, yeah, in full yeah. force. The grass pollen is the key factor in all <laughs> that. We've got a great two hours coming up for you. We've already had one hour of the show. Uh Great hour. We had some great phone calls, great birthdays from sports. Brian Matthews from I always, Auburn Rivals will join us. I always forget where he's from. I always forget <laughs> where everybody's from. Brian Matthews from Auburn Rivals will join us here in just a little bit during this hour. We'll also get back to more of your phone calls. Want to uh, look at some breaking, well, not breaking news, but some news I just saw come across. As we're talking a lot of NFL today with the NFL uh, schedule being released tonight. Uh, we had some reports I just saw. Let's see if I can scroll back down to it. Michael McCarthy, a senior writer for uh, Front Office Sports, says uh, also worked for the New York Times and USA Today, tweeted, the Carolina Panthers are eyeing Coach Sean Payton. Maybe potentially yeah. replace um, Matt Rule up there in Carolina. They're not going to give him his seven years? Well, <laughs> I feel like in the two he's had, he's proven he's not up for it. The um, this thing, thing about it is you read the article. Yeah. If Sean Carolina Payton. hires, wants Lamar. to hire Sean Payton, they have to compensate the New Orleans Saints because he is still under contract to 2024 with the mm. Saints. Yeah. So that would include a pick as high as a first or second round draft Ooh. pick. So if the Saints... Are truly looking at hiring the Panthers. Or the Panthers are truly looking at hiring Sean Payton to replace Matt. It Lee. is they until after twenty twenty four. They will have to give up something to get him away from the Saints. It contract. is so funny to me that Sean Payton had one year without Drew Brees and was like, "I'm done. I'm done. I think I'll move along now. I, I don't like where this is headed. I don't want to be associated with this. I am done coaching football." And now he's interviewing for new jobs, which is, it's Sean Payton, man. If you're the Panthers. An underrated coaching scumbag. Does not get the hate that he deserves, I what? think. What? Wow. I don't know. That seems I mean, because you had, you had, like, you had that whole, like, headhunting scandal that happened under his watch. You've had, there's been a lot of things that happened under Sean Payton. So, as we talk about NFL schedules getting released tonight, Sean Payton 
potentially a new coach for the Carolina Panthers and bring another big name into the back into the NFC South. He he was in the NFC South, uh, kind of in and out. Kind of, he's still under contract with the Saints, but uh, not really with the Saints because he's not coaching, and so could be coming back to the NFC South on a coaching role and another at the Saints division rivals. If you're the Panthers, do you give up that first for Sean Payton? I don't know. It depends on I think it depends on if you can, if Matt Rule turns anything around this year. I think I think it really depends on it because it you you like Sean Payton, but you're, you know, you, you wonder what he can do without that ace quarterback. I.e. Drew Brees. Matt Corral's not the guy. He's not going to go out there. And well, it's not things. Sam Darnold. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's the Sam great thing. <laughs> oh, boy. As we continue on, uh, before we get to Brian Matthews coming up here before our next break, I want to quickly hit on the Atlanta Braves. The Braves, over the last couple days, split two with the Boston Red Sox, just took one in the nose on Tuesday. The Boston Red Sox came out swinging, put up nine runs on the Braves, highlighted by a Rafael Devers grand slam in a six-run uh, second inning. For yeah, the, uh, for the for the Red Sox, and then bounce back last night. Orlando Arcia, a walk off home run that uh, won the game for the Atlanta Braves in the ninth inning, and so the Braves split with the Boston Red Sox, and now they get ready for the San Diego Padres coming up this weekend. Yeah, Kyle Wright just didn't have it in that game. Well, he, not to say that he didn't have it, he had it except for one frame. You know that that second with one out, he just walked a couple of guys, gave a couple of singles, and. Walked in a run, walked in another run, and then gave up the the big grand slam to Rafael Devers, and you know it, it's it's unfortunate that they had to go through that. I mean, but he still ended up giving them what four and two thirds after after having that bad of a second inning. So it was a you know it, it just just he had it, he just didn't have it for that stretch, you know, and it's it's really unfortunate. But Braves came back last night and walked it off with a, an Orlando Arcia home run. That was really cool to watch, and uh, that was the the first walk off hit, the first walk off that the Braves have had this year. Uh, and um, excitement, you know, it was it was very exciting. It was very exciting. It was a a great moment for sure. The Red Sox jumped out in front and got up to a three to nothing lead. Two runs in the second inning, one in the third. The Braves bounced back with a big three run bottom half of the third inning. Travis Demerit hit a home run in that inning. That was a uh, Big, big bit hit for the Braves, and then it went scoreless all the way to the bottom of the ninth when Orlando Arcia took it to the house. Travis scored. Demerit is balling right now. He's doing fairly well right now. Uh, Ian Anderson, on the pitching side of things, got the start last night for the Braves. Five and a third innings pitch, seven hits, three <coughs> earned runs, one walk, four strikeouts. And then, of course, you had the platoon of Colin McHugh, A.J. Minter, Will Smith, and Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen got the win last night because it was a walk-off. Came on, pitched the ninth inning, and a walk, two strikeouts. And the Braves split with the Boston Red Sox. And now, as I said, you get ready to welcome in the San Diego Padres for three. A very complicated weekend when it comes to weekend viewing. We were talking about that earlier, uh, Brent. That the Friday night game is an exclusive on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, this is... Uh... This whole this whole setup is just bizarre and stupid. And how the hell did you let it get to this point? And I am pointing at you, Rob. You are garbage. The anyway, finish. Six twenty <laughs> Friday night is the first pitch for the Braves and the Padres from Truist Park. Uh, Apple TV Plus is where you can find the TV broadcast. Saturday at three o five, the game will be on Bally Sports South Southeast 
also would be on FS1. Usually those two do coincide and they do play them at the same, they do have the local broadcast going at the same time that the national broadcast is. You can watch either one. They don't get blacked yeah. out. Have, have no problem with that. And then Sunday, the this new, is the this is what pisses me off. The new NBC uh, deal contract is ten thirty five a.m. first pitch between the Braves and the Padres on Peacock Premium. Yeah, the new NBC has got a new deal. They started it last weekend with the Red Sox game, the ten thirty five first pitch between the Red Sox and uh, I believe it was the uh, the Angels, the Angels and the Red Sox last weekend. Or maybe it was the uh, White Sox. It was it was one of those two. It was the yeah. White Sox so, and the Red Sox. So basically, if you want to watch all three of the Braves games this this weekend, you're going to have to have a subscription to Apple TV. Plus. Apple TV Plus, which is about, what, $15 a month, $10 a month, something like that? I don't subscribe, so. Yeah, I, I don't either. <laughs> but I'm just, it just it's in the ballpark of 10 to $15 a month because most subscription services are. Yep. You're going to have to have where where we normally watch them on Bally Sports, or you can choose the national broadcast of FS1 if you're a Braves fan. Why would you do that? But you can do it. It's available, but that's that's cable. And if you want to watch the Sunday game, you're going to have to subscribe to Peacock, which is a, no, a different subscription. Yeah, Peacock Premium, which is a different <laughs> subscription service. That's not going to be available on NBC or anything like that. So to watch this weekend series, two out of the three games, you're going to have to have a different subscription service. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Why? Because why because internet pro, cable pro sports teams like money, That's, and that I mean it, it's where the it, no one's gonna watch this. It's where everywhere's the NFL's got the Thursday night Amazon games now. Where you're gonna have to have a subscription to Amazon Prime to watch those games, and then uh, which is also ridiculous. Don't make your games inaccessible to the local market. I don't have Apple TV or Peacock. They're, I'm not, a, I'm they're a, not inaccessible. You can pay to have them, Brandon. Yeah, I'm not going to. You can pay to have They're not inaccessible. I'm not going to pay to watch these games. I'm sorry. At 162 games, I'm, I'm not paying $15 to watch one game every year. We will, I'm not doing it. You can get a fr- I'm sure there's some free trials out there. Yeah, but having to jump through those hoops, this is stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Stop defending Rob Manfred. I think Brad. I wanted to play. I wanted to play devil's advocate there. Very upset. Sports call continues on. (laughs) (laughs) Braves coming up tomorrow night. We'll talk more about that as we go along. We'll talk more about it obviously tomorrow as we get to day one of that three game series. Coming up after this break, though, we go back to the Auburn sphere. We'll talk to Brian Matthews from Auburn Rivals right after this. You're listening to Sports Call. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger Welcome back to Sports Call on a Thursday. I'm Brooks Shoulders, joined by Brent Daughtry and Barry Blanchard. 
you missed any of the show today, make sure you go back and listen to it on the Sports Call podcast. You can get that podcast wherever you get your podcast, including Google Play. If you've got an Android phone, you use the Google Play store quite a bit. We got a link to our Google Play app, I guess, whatever it is. It's an app. It's an app on our Twitter feed right now at Sports Call AU. So go out there and uh, check that out if you have not yet. You've got the uh, got the Androids. I used to be an Android guy, but uh, I switched over to the iPhone a couple years ago. I think I could go back, but I don't. I I wouldn't want to push it. I was thinking about it myself too, um, just so I could have my Game Boy emulator back. Mm. Uh, that's, <laughs> that was just be the only reason I missed that every day. You can day. do that on like a computer now, though. Yeah, but my phone that's everywhere. That's fair. That's fair. As we get ready to go back to the Auburn Bank phone line, it's time for to bring on one of our great friends, guests of the program, Brian Matthews from Auburn Rivals now joins us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Always love to catch up with him and talk all things Auburn sports. Brian, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing pretty good. Always good to check in with you guys. Brian, I uh, want to dive right in with a lot, a lot of Auburn stuff going on right now. I want to talk a little bit about uh, recruiting. The first thing that um, come want to come up with the recruiting-wise, we'll go to football because that's what everyone wants to talk about football recruiting-wise when you look at the portal. Auburn football moments ago officially announced that Dazlin Worsham officially signed his uh, signed at Auburn. What are your thoughts on Auburn going out and getting Worsham from Miami, and what do you think the type of impact he's going to have with the Tigers? Well, I think it's um, I think it's a pretty good pickup in that uh, you know he has uh, four years of eligibility left. Uh, he's coming from a major uh, college football program, so he has that experience. Uh, and, you know, he's got some potential, I think, athletically to be a good receiver at Auburn. But on the other hand, um, I, he doesn't, um, you know, hasn't really played uh, college football the last two years. He's, he's dealt with injuries. And, uh, you know, he's not a guy that's going to step in right away and be a, a one or a two. That's kind of, I think, what Auburn needs. So, you know, and I don't know if that, that guy's out there for Auburn right now or not. But, um, you know, I think it's good to get somebody in. But, you know, probably for the receiver position, they probably need a little bit more work if they're going to really uh, compete at a high level next year. Yeah, that, that follows me up with my next question. You kind of mentioned it there. Do you know if there's anybody else that the, the Tigers are chasing right now, either at the wide receiver position or at that uh, very coveted offensive line position? Do you know if there's anybody that the Tigers are chasing? I see. Uh, you know, there were some guys out there. I think the Matt Landers kid from Toledo. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I miss. Uh, I think he's still available. I think that's the guy that Auburn showed some interest in. Uh, for whatever reason, I think that the Washington kid from Texas, um, maybe he had a, some great issues or something that would transfer, but I'm not sure Auburn's uh, still involved with him there. Uh, offensive line-wise, um, I've heard a few names, but um, it's just going to be difficult to get any offensive linemen in when you have 15 or you have 15 scholarship players returning, you know, with over 100 starts between them. That's just not a, a recipe to bring in a guy from the transfer portal. Now, I, I think next year. Um, you know, uh, they'll have that opportunity to do that and bring in some really good players. Uh, but this year, it just seems like a, a tough sledding there. I think behind wide receiver, I think edge is the most important position. And then they need a safety, and they need some more depth in the defensive line. Now, shifting over to basketball recruiting, we got a uh, notice today that five-star small forward Julian Phillips came down to Tennessee, Auburn, in the G League, turned down a G League contract and turned down the Auburn Tigers and is signing at Tennessee. How big of a, a loss is this for the Tigers? And is there anybody, uh, same question with football, is there anybody else that Bruce Pearl is targeting right now? 
I don't know of anybody specifically. Um, but I do think he will go after a wing, uh, either shooting guard or a three. Um, that's a good three-point shooter in the portal, and he's going to have uh, a lot of um, opportunities and a lot of uh, different guys to look at. Um, you know, they focused on Julian Phillips last couple of weeks. Uh, I think they just missed him. I think, um, you know, Tennessee did a good job of, of maybe, you know, selling him the chance to go in there and sort of be the guy. Uh, where if he came to Auburn, he's sort of going to be with a bunch of other guys. So uh, I think, um, you know, he made the best decision for himself. But, yes, I would expect Auburn to definitely uh, look for some help there. I don't think they're in a position where they have to have one, but I think they'd like to have one, especially if they can find a really consistent, good three-point shooter to, to, to add to this, um, what, what to me looks like is going to be another championship contending roster. Brian, uh, looking at the Auburn basketball roster right now, as far as we all know, Auburn basketball is still under probation. They're still working on this. Part of that probation is the scholarship limit that they're working on. They still, over the next three years, have to have a year where they go down one scholarship. Do you think that they could take this year and just eat that scholarship loss and be done with that part of the probation, or do you think they're definitely going to add somebody else? I thought they just had 12 scholarship players this year. Maybe I missed one. Um, but yeah, I don't think um, I don't think Auburn and most programs like Auburn are going to have many years where they have 13 scholarship players. I just don't think that's uh, viable um, when it comes to you know having that many players on on a roster who all want to play. It just doesn't work, even at a school like Auburn, which plays a lot of people. So yeah, I don't think uh, Bruce Pearl has a problem having 11 or 12 guys on scholarship. Um, you know, and, and we. We'll, I guess some still movement could happen on Auburn's roster with guys leaving, although you know that, that time has passed to get in the transfer portal and be eligible right away. But there are other ways to go about it, graduate transfers and getting waiver and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Bruce would be just fine with having 12 uh, guys on scholarship this year. Now we'll shift our attention over to the diamond sport for the Auburn Tigers. Auburn baseball big series this week and final home series of the regular season for the Tigers as they take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Some pitching injuries to talk about for the Tigers. Blake Burkhalter's been kind of on the mend. Hayden Mullins is a guy that we may or may not see for the rest of the year. I know that the uh, media got to talk with Butch Thompson earlier this afternoon. What were any of the updates from him on some of the pitching staff woes? Yeah, Mullins is going to start uh, back throwing uh, again today to try to get, see if that arm can come back and allow him to uh, maybe throw uh, some relief um, innings, maybe a one-inning stint at a time. Certainly not this weekend, uh, but maybe um, going forward. If not, uh, they'll just go ahead and shut him down uh, and probably have to do some work on that uh, forearm here in the offseason. Uh, Blake Burkhalter uh, came back and pitched really well uh, Tuesday against Troy, and he's ready to go. Uh, so I think he's available for at least two games this weekend. Uh, Carson Skipper, uh, you know, I asked about him because he's he struggled a little bit lately, but um, they're just going to be careful with him and just use him uh, probably just for one stint this weekend unless you know, maybe he goes Friday and they really feel like they need to bring him back on Sunday. But I think they feel like some guys have really stepped up. Uh, Jordan Armstrong had a terrific outing. Chase Allstup has, has been really good lately. Um who was the other one that pitched really well uh, this past? Oh, uh, Carson uh, Swilling uh, pitched really well uh, last weekend, too. So uh, they feel like uh, having uh, those guys out has allowed some other guys to step up. So uh, they're going to go in these last two weekends with a little more depth in that bullpen. And then switching to the other side of things, and the, the, uh, the plate side of things for the Tigers, 
Uh, the bats still continue to look like they have for most of the year, very consistent. One bat that, although has gone a little bit quiet here in May, has been Sonny Deshera. Is he just in a slump right now, or do you think these teams are starting to, in the SEC, are starting to figure out, figure out how to pitch to him? You know, that's a great question. I think um, part of it is every single opponent and pitcher they face has a plan for Sonny Deshera, right? So yeah. um, when you put up the numbers he is, that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, so it's made it tougher on him. And he's seen a lot less fastballs and a lot less, lot, lot less pitches in the zone, right? Uh, and, um, you know, he's striking out a lot more because of that, I think. So I, I just think the key for him is to uh, continue to be patient, uh, take the walk when they, they give it to you. Um, you know, they've had some guys step up behind him. Bobby Pierce, of course, is swinging the bat really well. Uh, Brooks Carlson has been swinging the bat better as the season goes on. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's been struggling a little bit, but I think he's going to be fine. It's just a matter of him making that adjustment and staying patient. And a guy you just mentioned there when you were talking about Deshera stepping up behind him, uh, Bobby Pierce has really come on in the second half of this season with his bat and playing in the outfield. Talk a little bit about what, how much of an impact that's had on this baseball team. Uh, I would say tremendous. I think it's had an impact just on the field, right, his playing, but also just seeing a guy come back from double knee surgery and to do what he's done uh, this season and, and really go into the season with hardly any at-bats during practice. You know, he just had to sort of uh, build it up as he went along. Uh, so I think he's a great, um, just a great example to his teammates of what perseverance and hard work uh, can do for you because uh, that's exactly what it's done for him uh, so far this season. He's, he's been playing great. I think he's, he's probably second, maybe third on the team in um, home runs now, and that's with limited at-bats. Um, He's just uh, he's got a nice little power bat there behind Deshera, and uh, does a great job of protecting him when they walk in. So I think he's done well. I think Auburn's lineup is pretty strong. You know, Nate LeBlue as he's gotten more at bats has has uh, gotten better hitting. I'm not, you know he's not batting 350, but he's definitely getting some uh, key hits and some key home runs at times. Um, and then uh, Blake Rambush has been extraordinary at the top of the lineup. He's he's been uh, second to Sandy Deshera really. Uh, as a great addition to this uh, lineup this season. Three games against Alabama this weekend, one against Samford next week up at the Hoover Met, kind of an SEC tournament preview game for the Tigers, yep. and then three on the road at Kentucky to finish off the regular season. What do you think ultimately happens this weekend at Plainsman Park, and how do you think the Tigers finish the season going down the stretch? Well, I think they've got a great opportunity. They have not won um, more than 16 games uh, one time since 2010, and I think if they can win both series, uh, Alabama and Kentucky, uh, they can get those 17 wins in, in the SEC, and I think that'll sew up uh, uh, them hosting a regional, which would be big, something they haven't done since 2010. Uh, so, I, you know, that's right there available for them if they can go out there and play. I don't think this is a team that just has to show up and uh, they're going to beat these teams. Uh, I think it's going to be two competitive series, and I was going go to have to go out there and play really well and, you know, win some close games as we've done all season. So uh, it's going to be a battle at the Park, and I think, um, you know, the fans showing up and, uh, being now can definitely help this team uh, pull out a series win. He's Brian Matthews from Auburn Rivals. Brian, tell us what you and the guys over at Auburn Rivals have coming out for us here in the next few days. I appreciate that. And we'll have uh, plenty of previews of um, uh, this weekend's baseball series. I'm writing that right now, as a matter of fact. And, um, uh, you know, all the games this weekend. And then, you know, we talked about recruiting earlier, but recruiting is really about to pick up here at the end of May and in June. Uh, they're going to be bringing a ton of kids in for official visits. A lot of these players are going to start making decisions, and uh, you know things are really going to start hopping on on that uh, in that area. And of course, the transfer portal is always busy, football and basketball. 
uh, both squads are looking to add to their rosters here in the coming weeks. And then, Brian, of course, when JJ's not here, always got to finish out an interview talking about your team, Liverpool. Some <laughs> big matches coming up. You got a, a FA Cup match against Chelsea coming up this weekend. Finish yep. out the Premier League season, and then a big Champions League match at the end of the month. Are, are you going to be able to survive this? No, no. <laughs> it, it about killed me when Liverpool drew against um, Tottenham uh, last week, so uh, or earlier this week. But uh, uh, you know they are playing for another cup uh, Saturday, the FA Cup. Uh, they're in the finals of the Champions League, which is a big one. And even though they're three points back in Man City, you know, it's not over yet. You know, Man City probably will not slip up. But in case they do, I think the goal will be there. So uh, it's been a great, great uh, season uh, for the Reds. And uh, they got a chance to finish really strong here in the next few weeks. Well, Brian, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for your time. And we'll talk to you next time. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was Brian Matthews from Auburn Rivals joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's go ahead and take our next break of the second hour of the show. When we come back, back to the Auburn Bank phone lines. Retired Ward MC has been patiently waiting. We will get to him right after this. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Jeff Whitaker, Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports going a Thursday continues on. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Brant Dauntry and Barry Blanchard. Barry, show weeknights, well, Monday through Thursday on 99.9 Kate. Dinner time with Bear Blanchard. Don't miss the best meal of the day. This is a phenomenal show. If you've never listened to it, he deals out some life advice, some great music, and some food. In, inner thoughts. It's just a fun program. No, I, I like to keep it light at the evening time. Everybody's getting off of work, just wanting to relax for the day, so I try to give you a little something to relax to. That's, what, that's the whole goal. And recipes because we all want to eat when they about six o'clock seven o'clock yeah. even it's, it's dinner time all right now are the people going to hear thunderstruck by acdc on your show they will uh-huh. and i will always every time that show uh, the song comes on i tell you about the drinking game that i used to play in college with thunderstruck oh yeah. oh i've <laughs> i have seen a drinking game with thunderstruck never played it mm-hmm. but um to my knowledge it is if you want to get drunk yeah yeah, yeah. like you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to participate oh. all right but it's like you start the song and someone chugs a beer until either they finish their beer or the dude goes thunder and then the next guy in line starts until it gets to the next thing and it's and you either someone's getting screwed you either finish or you keep chugging you keep you either finish or you stop when the thunder happens but it's 
Interesting. Never done that one myself. I'm I'm too innocent. I'm in not this a world. drinking game guy. I'm, I'm, I drink I drink slowly. I'm too innocent in this world to know what that's about. Oh so my goodness you gracious! Are you're, you're Catholic. You're a, you're like hooked so, on wine, right? Someone I'm not hooked on anything. <laughs> someone who is a very someone just got mad at me. Someone who is a very good influence on us is on the, waiting on the phone line as we go back to the Auburn Bank phone line. It is. Damn Steve. Let's try Ward again. Damn Steve. There it is. Retired Ward Damn Steve joins us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Steve, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, I'm enjoying uh, everything that you guys are saying. <laughs> In fact, it's uh, I'm going to call you guys the Killer Bees. Oh. It's yeah. Brooks, yeah. Brett, and Barry. Yeah. That's true. I was over so, here thinking uh, it was uh, BB, BC, and BD, too. Yeah, it is. It oh, is. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, after hearing your comments about this drinking game, I can only say. Gee, to be young and stupid again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> good old days. Ah, the, well, they weren't necessarily good old days for me, but I thought they were at the time. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the uh, Brian Matthews uh, conversation interview. I'm uh, kind of surprised, though, guys, that uh, he didn't mention, unless I overlooked or didn't uh, hear it, uh, about the dramatic, in fact, I call it incredulous comeback by the women's tennis uh, uh, golf team. They were I think they were 25 under par and yep. came back to tie for fourth place or tie third place. That's right. Yeah, that was a big, big comeback out in Stillwater. Punched their ticket to the national championship golf matches out in Scottsdale, Arizona, or Scottsboro, Arizona, out there uh, next week. Big, big comeback for the ladies. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to Brian didn't mention or did he? You know, I, I misheard it. No, we uh, we didn't get to that uh, part of it. We talked a lot of baseball though. Yeah, and uh, is this the first time that uh, the, the uh, golf women's golf team has done this, or they've done it before? Uh, this big of a comeback? I don't know if they've ever done this big of a comeback, but they have made the national championship rounds before. Okay, all right. Well, moving on to bigger fish. Um, I know Mr. Brian Matthews missed, uh, uh, talked about the uh, Mr. Uh, I guess the I could call him with the Happy Meals Julian Phillips uh, <laughs> commitment. Yeah, committing to Tennessee over the Auburn Tigers and the G League. Yeah, and, and as investigative reporters that you guys have a background, I'm just kind of, uh, I guess, you know, surprised and, you know, really kind of taken aback that you didn't ask, Brian, how many Happy Meals <laughs> do you think Tennessee gave him? Well, Steve, you're giving us way too much credit calling us investigative journalists, but it has been reported that Tennessee's offer was upwards of two million dollars yeah let's say he turned down well, an eight eight hundred thousand dollar contract with the g league so it must have been a yeah. lot well i want to ask you about that guys because i'm seeing this on here on uh 247 bloggers saying uh did tennessee really pay over two million dollars and nathan king's response was this guys no idea the amount or how they're playing to skirt around the booster blocking but they are prepared slash mark already have paid him a ton through NIL, and guys, is this pretty credible? Yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, it's it's what we've been talking about for this past couple of days. NIL is, is has essentially devolved into pay-for-play. That was never what it was meant to be, and that's what the NF, or excuse me, the NCAA has said they are going to try and crack down on. Now, if you trust the NCAA, then, you know, good for you, but we'll, we'll see when it, we'll see that, I, excuse me, I'll believe that when I see it, but, uh, yeah, it's. It, I, I absolutely believe that certain players are getting upwards of a million or two million to go to certain schools. So, you know, guys, you know my position on this. I've been really skeptical and really uh, not very, you know, encouraged by the NIL in general. Um, but uh, this stuff, to me, 
Uh, I'll say it now. Uh, I won't. I won't say it anymore. But to me, the NIL uh, is the end of college sports as I've known it. Uh, yes, they may have been doing underhanded things in the past. Uh, maybe Auburn as well, but Alabama definitely, and you name it, uh, Georgia. Uh, but now this is really got out of hand. I got a question for you about this. What happens with this NIL money? Say if Mr. Julian Fields or a football player uh, gets a, a torn ACL and can't play for the entire season. Um, what happens with that money? Well, I mean, I, I would think he still earns it because he's still using his name, image, and likeness to, yeah. in, 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 in theory, endorse something. And I, unless they pull the contract back and say, hey, you're not playing anymore, we're not going to, uh, we don't want you to sponsor us or whatever, you know, the, the quote it is, that, I mean, that, and that would be kind of a, a, a messed up thing to do if they're like, oh, you got yeah. hurt, we're going to pull this money back. I, I assume they still, you know, they would still get it for whatever their services are. Okay, all right. All right, let's move on. Let's have a little fun real quickly, guys, all today, right. uh, with you guys. Uh, let's do um, Jeopardy. Okay. You know, I'll give you the answer, and then you give me your answer in the form of a question, right? Right. What is? Okay, so here we go. The answer is, I appreciate it, and they gave me an A. <laughs> Who is Charles Barkley? Exactly, and what was he talking about? Music appreciation at Auburn. <laughs> Very good. I I couldn't stop laughing at that one because I said you know you were talking about music appreciation apparently you know, and I guess it was on it was, on, was this on an NBA show that he was doing. Uh, he was at the uh, Regents Tradition up in Birmingham as a PGA Tour Champions event. They were doing a pro-am, and a, you saw uh, you had Brian, uh, Brian Harson, you had Nick Saban, you had Nate Oates up there, Charles Barkley was up there. You had a lot of celebrities up there playing around round of golf yesterday. Yes, and speaking of that, I believe Mr. Bo Jackson was there too, wasn't he? Was. Yes, he was. Yes, and I saw him say something, uh, and he says, I'm not afraid to say it. What was it, guys? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think I know that a couple of people made a big deal of him saying that he did not know what was going on with the Auburn football program right now. No, he said, I'm not afraid to say, and I won't say it, but the words, I'll spell them out to you, R-O-L-L-T-I-D-E. Ah. And the crowd began laughing. Ah. Yeah. That's messed up. Now, uh, I know he's probably getting, maybe want to get a laugh. Now, but I, I wish he hadn't used the words, I'm not afraid to say it. No Auburn fan is afraid to say it. We just choose not to want to say it. Yeah. So I'm not sure why he chose the word, I'm not afraid to say these words. Maybe it was Anyone the backlash he knew he'd receive for saying it. You know, it's like, I'm not afraid of you, Aubrey fans. I'll say what I want to say. I'm Bo Jackson. I mean, we choose not to say it. All right. So, and here's a final Jeopardy for you. All right. And this one goes like this. All right, let me get the, uh, the, the, uh, Okay, here we go. So the answer is the following. There was only one MFR, Michael. Hell yeah. Go back and look. Go back and check. What? Who is Charles Barkley again? Very good. And who is he saying this to? Ooh, I don't oh. know that one. I, I just saw the quote. He's talking about who was the best player on the dream team, I believe. He's like, there's only Exactly one. right. Yeah. And this came from the basketballnetwork.net that I saw this quote. But who is he talking with? Oh, uh, hmm. I don't know. Was it one of the uh, Was it one of the guys on the NBA? Was it Shaq or one of the guys on the NBA inside the NBA? Chuck Daly. Okay. Chuck Daly. Yeah, but even the, the team said he, according, according to Charles Barkley, this uh, Carl Stephen Heavy said that he was the MVP, even though 
Uh, he said that the only guy better than him was, of course, uh, Michael Jordan. What do you think, guys? Is uh, Mr. Uh, Sir Charles right? Uh, Michael Jordan was better the EMFer than he was. I, I, mean, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, Charles Barkley is a top fifteen, top twenty player all time in the NBA, but Michael Jordan is top three, depending on who you ask, or it doesn't matter who you ask. Michael Jordan top is two. top I two for ask. most people. I, I, and for me, he's number one. Uh, Charles Barkley, as great as he was, is not in any greatest of all time conversations. Okay, because apparently, uh, didn't he get MVP or, or was it Jordan? Who got it for the uh, for the Dream Team? Yeah, um, I want to say it was Barkley. Maybe let me see what this. Uh, we'll pull up 1992 U.S. team. Uh, the scoring leader was Charles Barkley. The rebounding leaders were Carl Malone and Patrick Ewing, and then Scottie Pippen was the assist leader. So I would I would beg to say that uh, Charles was probably the MVP of that team. Okay. Well, in this article, they said that Charles Barkley is probably the number two. Uh, all-time basketball player. Agree or disagree? Ooh. Uh, the, the second best basketball player of all off time? Of, off, uh, off of yeah, that roster. Uh, off that hard. roster. Okay, okay. I think that's what they're saying is off that roster. That's a good roster. I mean, you've got, yeah, you got Leitner, so you've got David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, Larry Bird, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, Clyde Drexler, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Chris Mullen, Charles Barkley, and Magic Johnson. I think, I think uh, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson are the other two competitors. But, yeah, Charles Barkley's got to be in that discussion as the second best of that crew. All right. Okay. Now, the softball team, maybe I missed this too, but did Brian mention uh, their their chances uh, in the NCAA tournament? Uh, it, it looks like – so right now they, they just released a uh, new ranking. So they, they were ranked for the, quote, 13th week in a row, uh, I think, and they are ranked anywhere from 17th to 20th right now. Which would put them as a you know if you, you took those rankings you put them as a two seed in the NCAA tournament so they are pretty solidly in the inside the NCAA tournament field but it's just going to be where they go they're not going to host anything they're not going to be a host of the uh, any sort of NCAA regionals but it's going to depend on where they go if they're a high two seed if they're at that 17 that would be the number one two seed which would mean you go to whoever number the 16th one seed is or if you're in there you're going to be in uh, in a very fairly evenly matched regional. Okay, <clears throat> real quickly, guys, because I really don't follow uh, you know, softball that, that much. I watched a game. It was torturous. I was watching it like a football game for Auburn almost. But, oh, guys, how in the world do you go, oh, was it over 13 with people on base and you couldn't score one lousy run? It was a tough day at the bat at the plate for the Tigers, uh, and you saw it over the last couple weeks here as you came down the stretch, especially this past weekend at Tennessee. It kind of the bats kind of caught up. A lot of a lot of uh, injuries being battled on that team. A lot of fatigue being battled on that team, and uh, they just the bats couldn't come to the come to the show yesterday. And I, I don't I can't tell you what it was. I mean, uh, Mickey Dean has always talked about how they just didn't adjust well, didn't adjust well. But at some point you gotta you gotta make that take that turn. And start adjusting to the, some of these pitchers because it's only going to get better pitching as you keep going on in the postseason. And the hitting just was atrocious. I mean, they were swinging at at, at balls. They should have been balls and just let them go, but they just kept swinging at them. You know, uh, like anything that comes over the plate, let's swing at it. Uh, why has the hitting become so just? Uh, I mean, just atrocious. Uh, I think you get to the point, like yesterday, at least yesterday, I think you get to the point where you're getting later in the game, you're starting to get a little bit frustrated with not producing anything because you look at the Auburn, you know, you look yesterday, 
Auburn had four hits on the day, so you get you start to get a little bit frustrated that you're not touching the ball uh, at all in the afternoon. So you start taking more chances, swinging. And I'll tell you what the uh, when you went from the Tennessee series to this series, Mickey Dean talked about how he wanted them to swing earlier in the count, don't take those first pitch strikes, and so that's what they started doing. But they just didn't adjust well to to some of the pitches that came later in the at bat and. It, you've, like I said a moment ago, you just at some point you've got to make that turn. You've got to be able to adjust to some of these pitchers that are that are throwing out there against the Tigers. Because as I said, you're the Missouri was a good team. They're, they're a decent team. I don't think they're you know that much better than this Auburn team. But you're only going to get going up against better better pitching as you, if you keep going on in the postseason. So what 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 do you see realistically, guys? How far do you think this team can go in softball in the tournament? Uh, if you get a if you get a favorable matchup in the NCAA tournament, I think there's a realistic possibility that you could make a super regional. If you if your bats cannot get up and uh, start going like they were up toward the beginning of conference play and uh, with this and uh, in the end of non conference play earlier in the season, I would be hard pressed to see them make it out of the regionals. Depending, it just it really depends on who your regional is. Because if you go into a uh, into a regional with a team that can that can put up some runs and you can't, it's going to be a short trip for them. Right. And finally, about our baseball team, guys, uh, do you see it being very, very likely or highly unlikely that we sweep Alabama at home? I think it's a real possibility. You've got uh, some guys. I don't want possibility. I want <laughs> how likely. How likely is it that yeah. we can sweep them? Um, if you want a percentage, I'd say 75% right now. I'd be confident to say that Auburn sweeps this Alabama team. Okay, who's going to be our starting pitcher? Uh, it's going to be Mason Barnett tomorrow night, Trace Bright Saturday, and Joseph Gonzalez on Sunday, just like it was last weekend against Arkansas. Okay, and uh, what about Burkhalter? Do you think uh, we'll see him for very many innings? Well, uh, Brian talked about it. He came out and he did pitch a little bit in the uh, Troy series, uh, or right. Troy, Troy game on went Tuesday night, had a good outing, and talked to uh, – Brian went and talked about it in his interview. They talked to uh, Butch Thompson today. He is ready to go for this weekend. And so I think you're going to see him back in his traditional uh, closer role there. So come in and pitch maybe the eighth and ninth innings a couple days this weekend if Auburn gets into that position. Okay. And finally, guys, what's plan B? I've heard, you know, uh, Brian say about we're looking for someone uh, who, to play the wing. We had a three-point shooter. Uh, who, who do you see realistically that uh, Bruce can go after? Honestly, I no no idea right now. I mean, there's still t- there's still a lot of time, and I'm sure that names will emerge. But as of right now, I I haven't seen anybody. At, Auburn was all in on getting Julian Phillips, and it just didn't go their way. Um, so we'll we'll see. You know, it's still a lot of time. We'll figure it out, and as soon as we have names, we'll uh, we'll let you know for sure. Okay. Well, do we need to start? Maybe uh, I guess Bruce does. He, does he have any kind of you know affiliation or contacts with McDonald's? <laughs> We'll see if he's got any uh, any Guthrie's contacts. Guthrie's? Okay. All right, we're going to go that route. <laughs> Chicken fingers. Okay, guys. Thank you for putting up with my attempts at humor. Uh, I know they fell flat, but uh, I also appreciate the time you give me. So I know my time is way up. Uh, have a safe afternoon, a safe evening, and until tomorrow, where you go, guys? Where you go, Steve? Thank you for so much for the call. That was retired War Dam Steve on our Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-341 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how you can get on the Auburn Bank phone line in the next hour of our show. we got another hour to go, wrapping up the second hour of our program 
right now. Had some great conversations, obviously, with retired Wardam Steve just a moment ago. Brian Matthews, as we mentioned a little bit ago, talked to him on the Auburn Bank phone line. You'll be able to hear that interview in its entirety after the show today once we get it posted. And that will do it for our second hour of Sports Call. Coming up, Target Communications Sports Report at the top of the hour. And then more Sports Call right after this. I'm Brooks Childress. That's Brant Doshry across from me. Also, Barry Blanchard's across from me. We'll all three be back in just a little bit with the third and final hour of Sports Call on a Thursday. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call starting right now. Brant has decided to start clapping. Sorry. Sorry. He is amped. He's excited. That's fine. You're excited. I was just keeping rhythm with the with the song, and then I just stopped thinking about the song, and I was just... You're excited. <laughs> NFL schedule releases tonight. <laughs> we continue to talk about everything that happens in the world of sports. Had a great first two hours of the show. Hope to have another great hour on the show here. As I said, I'm Brooks Childress, Barry Blanchard. Brent Daughtry, all Hello. in the studio for you this afternoon on a Thursday. J.J. Jackson, recovering from a strenuous week of travel, also taking care of some company business. So, not on the show today, but we should be back tomorrow for the Friday edition of Sports Call. As with all things, very tentative, but we do expect him to be back. Full three-hour show tomorrow, as it is today. Had a great show for you so far today. So let's recap what we've done so far. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. (sighs) Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Well, we can repeat the stuff about the things. Brant. Hello. What has been your favorite part of the show today? Oh, man. Well, talking to Brian Matthews was really cool, getting his update on uh, Auburn recruiting and, you know, where where the football goes from here now that they've got a wide receiver. They're looking at a couple of more guys and, you know, still still need that edge rusher, still looking at that kid out of UCLA, hoping to get him uh, under the wing and, you know, a couple other spots. And, you know, it's 
we've talked about it. Recruiting is now recruiting has been a year round thing for forever, but yes. it, you know, now with the, the transfer portal being what it is, it's uh, it's certainly expanded and Auburn is still trying to be very active in that portal and we're figuring it out. You know, we're figuring it, figuring it out, but uh, also talked a lot about baseball and, and softball and what that's been done. And we, we had a short little brave segment in there where we talked about, you know, the pitches. <laughs> Some pitching woes, and also Orlando RCA hitting a walk-off homer, which is pretty neat. That's right. So, been a, been a fun show so far, and uh, one more hour to go. Barry, what's been your favorite part of the show today? Oh, there's been two parts that just stood out to me. One, War Damn Steve. I love whenever I get the call, come on. Always appreciate on, him. Gives us games to play, keeps me up and alert. Has some great things to say about NIL, and I kind of tend to agree with him. Like, the sports will never be the same. It's just... If you're paying, you're not you're not playing for the love. You know, I don't want to channel my inner Tim Tebow, but I kind of kind of got that feeling. And then Brandt over here, you know, talk about these streaming services. Obviously, has been the highlight. Oh, here. I will dunk on Rob Manfred <laughs> every opportunity. You know what my yeah. favorite part of the show has been? Well, tell us. It could be our next phone call. Oh yeah, baby. That's right. Anyone can get on the Auburn Bank phone line three three four eight eight seven thirty four locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over one hundred and ten years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com. Now that we're in the summer months, yeah, and there, you know, things have slowed down considerably, and we'll continue to do to do so once baseball and softball get over. I'm going to be as ridiculous as possible. Because this will be this will be my this will be my first off season that I've been a part of this. I came in in August, so we were already, you know, like right right at the start of football season when I came in last time. And I I just I can't wait to get just as dumb as possible on this <laughs> show, Brooks. You no, know you know how dumb I can get because your desk and mine are very close to each other and get silly. We we have similar senses of humor, and I mess with you all the time. Yeah. So. Look for looking forward. Yeah. Maybe, we need to, maybe we need to move desks around in the office. A little feng shui wouldn't hurt. Ah, well, good good luck moving any of yours, Ryan's, or JJ's desks because those things are all really big. Yeah, that's true. And I'm stuck in a cubicle. It's not. Well, it is kind of big. I was gonna say it's don't, it's, it's don't, big enough to where it's like it would be difficult to move. I was gonna say don't. I didn't move. We we flipped on my desk around. At one point, it was you were facing Ryan. I was facing Ryan. Yeah. Right. Huh. Mm. That would that would throw off the feng shui of the room. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll we'll try some new things. <laughs> off season, off season gets in, this show gets interesting anyway. My my favorite my favorite day that I've ever had here was on April first of this year, April Fool's Day. Oh. I waited until Brooks was like gone from his desk for a little while. The chaotic. And the, I the and I just chaos. slightly moved around every little thing. On Brooks's desk, I like flipped his calendar over. I turned over like one of his water bottles. I, uh, it was, it what else just, did I do? It was just minimally chaotic that I yeah. couldn't be mad, but it was yeah. slightly annoying. I, my my goal was for you to walk up to your desk and think that nothing was wrong, look at it and go, huh, that's kind of weird, and just start noticing more and more little things. And I think I did that successfully. That was a, a very very fun moment. As we move on in our sports call this afternoon, SEC tournament update from the SEC softball tournament down in Gainesville, Florida. Bottom of the fourth inning, Missouri and Alabama still tied at zero. Alabama's got three hits on the day. Missouri, two hits on the day as that game continues to move on. Florida and Kentucky and Ole Miss, Arkansas still to come later tonight in the quarterfinals. Winner of this Missouri-Alabama game will face Tennessee tomorrow afternoon in the semifinals. Also, as we gear up for NFL schedule release tonight, we've had a few more things leak out. Uh, Sam Fortier from the Washington Post you know, told us about Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, week 8, October 30th, Sunday, October 30th, uh, it'll be 
Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders making his return to Indianapolis as they take on the Colts. That will be week 8, October 30th. As I scroll through the Twitter timeline looking for... I had some others around here. Before oh, we yeah. Um, Falcons yep. tweeted about nine minutes ago that said, home opener against our rivals. Doesn't say who they are, so that means it's got to be either the Panthers, well, the Saints, or the Bucks. There's, there's a picture. There's a picture attached to that tweet. Oh, is there? If you can't see it. It's the Saints. It is? It's the Saints, yeah. And whenever, whenever you say... Whenever the Falcons say rivals, we're talking about the Saints. Okay. We're talking so, about the Saints. We don't like the Bucks. We don't like the Panthers, but it's the Saints. So the home opener. Is that like a both ways rivalry? Or is it yeah. Out? Yeah. No, we, we hate each other. So, and and part, of, part of that was <laughs> the two organizations have been so bad for so long mm. that the only real respite they get is beating up on each other. <laughs> Got you. But now, of course, both franchises have kind of more come along in these later years. Obviously, the the Saints did end up getting their Super Bowl with Drew Brees. But, yeah, the, the, the two sides don't like each other, and there's a lot to that. But it is, as far as NFL rivalries go, it is pretty heated. Number, so, no, go ahead, Barry. Number one versus number two pick, Jameis versus Marcus. Yep. That's yeah. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how about that? that <laughs> no, the question there is, it says home opener. That doesn't necessarily mean it's week one. That's true. So that is the home opener for the Saints. Whenever they open at home, it will be a, probably... <coughs> is that the home opener for the Saints? Well, it says Falcons home opener for the Falcons. Falcons. So that means it could not be... The That'll be on week. September 11th. What a day. Um, moving on, Cincinnati Bengals will open the season at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's according to Ben Baby from ESPN. We've had him on the program before. Uh, the Detroit Lions, uh, Dave Burkett from the... Uh, where is he from? He's Michigan Sports Writer of the Year, uh, Detroit Free Press. Will make his uh, Detroit Lions will open their season officially against the Eagles, hosting the Eagles. Bucks, Greg Allman from the Athletic. We've talked to him several times in the program. Bucks will open up the, their home opener. Will be Week Three against the Green Bay Packers. Week Three of the NFL season at home against the Green Bay Packers. <coughs> big big game there. That also means the first two weeks of the regular season mm-hmm. they will be on the road. Well, so the Buccaneers will open up the season on the road, and they will take on the Green Bay Packers as their first home game of the year, Week Three. I'm very excited to see what this Green Bay team looks like without Devontae Adams. Like we know the defense is going to show up; they've been drafting defense galore the last couple of years, so they're going to come out with a great defense and give Brady some issues. But I don't, I just, I don't feel that like you don't like when you play Green Bay. You knew you had to stop Devontae Adams. You knew you had to do everything you could to stop him. So now without that threat, I'm just like. Our teams are really worried about playing Aaron Rodgers. Like he's mm-hmm. always had his guy. Like whether yeah. it's been Devontae, whether it's been Jordy, whether it's been Greg Jennings, he's always had his guy. Who's the guy now? That's so. right. You got to figure out someone else. Who, who's the new guy? Uh, ESPN ten minutes ago reporting. Doesn't the NFL just love storylines? Monday do. night, yeah. week one. Russell Wilson returns to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. It's Broncos Seahawks week one Monday night football on ESPN. Also the debut of Joe Buck. And Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football. Is Huge. the Manning cast coming back this year? I, I would, I would think I so. Think, I think they did announce that they were bringing it back, I, which is great. Like I, I always watch the Manning cast because they're they do a really good job with that. Uh, the New York Giants ten minutes ago tweeted a link to their ticket website that says home opener. You click on it. Home opener for the New York Giants will be Sunday, September eighteenth. I believe that's week two against the Carolina Panthers. Hmm. So the Carolina Panthers will. Their, at least their second game of the year will be on the road at the New York Giants. New York Giants home opener will be, and that means the New York Giants play on the road. Love piecing these things together. 
Uh, NFL kickoff night. That's a Thursday night game that it happens every single year. NBC, the Buffalo Bills, and the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles what Rams. A game. What a game to start the season. Though. That's, mean, that's, a, that's a Super Bowl preview for a lot of people right there. It could be very well a Super Bowl preview. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, we wanted to wonder where the New York Giants would go uh-huh. week one. The Tennessee Titans will kick off the 2022 season at Nissan Stadium against the New York Giants. The great Giants opener. Titans. Love it. Barry, what are your thoughts about that? I love it. We need a great game to start off with. I, I would love to see Daniel Jones week one. Let's build, build some confidence. That's what I like. Uh, Greg Allman tweeting eight minutes ago, the Bucks revealed the 2022 season opener will be Sunday night in Dallas against the Cowboys. First four are a doozy at the Cowboys, at the Saints, versus the Packers, and versus the Chiefs. So that is what we have from the Bucks schedule out so far. At the Cowboys, at the Saints, versus the Packers, and versus the Chiefs. Big, big matchups there to open the season for the uh, for the. I think a lot of people's Tampa seasons, Bay. like the way these schedules are sounding, a lot of people's seasons will be decided within the first five weeks. Like, And that's it's interesting because, you know, the last couple of years it's been coming down to a wire. But with these big matchups, it seems like, you're gonna you're gonna really see the the pretenders and the contenders right away. And I like that. Saints announcing a couple minutes ago that their home opener will be Sunday, uh, September 18th. That's week two versus the Buccaneers. So that means the Saints are gonna open up on the road. So that could be Atlanta. Yeah, and, the the, the, the full week one week. schedule has been officially announced. Actually, oh, or it's been um, according to Ari Mirov, who is not a who is not a a. What is it? He's not a verified Twitter account, but um, I've seen a lot of people use this. But if y'all want it, we can go through it real quick. I was going to say, hold on. Let me let me make sure that we get because NFL just tweeted out buy tickets for a kickoff here, and so I wonder if that is everybody's kickoff. Um, I don't see a schedule. So yeah, why don't you uh, real quick before we go to the break and come back with our monthly predictions? Let's run through that that what we think could be the opening yeah. week schedule. Here's here's what is being reported as the full week 1 schedule. Your season opener on Thursday night Buffalo travels to LA. Huge matchup. Your Sunday early window New Orleans at Atlanta, Cleveland at Carolina, San Francisco at Chicago, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, Philadelphia at Detroit, Indiana at Houston, New England at Miami, Baltimore at New York, the Jets, and Jacksonville at the Washington Commanders. So that is your your what is it, noon, I guess, noon, noon Central, yep. 1 Eastern time slot. Your late window on Sunday will be Kansas City at Arizona, Las Vegas at the Chargers, Ooh, yeah. Green Bay at Minnesota, the New York Giants travel to Tennessee. Your Sunday night matchup will be Tampa Bay at Dallas, and your Monday night football, Denver at Seattle. Interesting. That's going to be a fun Monday night game. Interesting tip or interesting thing there is that typically ESPN likes to do a Monday night doubleheader. Right. They're not. That's doing true. It. It's not seem like they're doing it this year. They're That's just true. selling out for the headliner with the uh, the with Russell Wilson returning to Seattle. They just want to focus on that. That return to Seattle and that Troy and Buck, you know, that's that's what they're doing. So I, I think that afternoon slate sounds amazing. I cannot wait. And <sighs> fantasy football slowly slipping back into my system as I hear Yeah, that. I was not a part of fantasy football last year for The Office, and I, uh, I'm very excited to we'll get on, on that action. We'll see if we can let you in this year. There's a voting <laughs> process. Mm. Are you, aren't you commissioner? Yeah, I vote for myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm the one and only casting member ah, of that, that Judge, committee. jury, and executioner. That's right. <laughs> Falcons-Saints, potentially week one in the NFL season. Of course, you can listen to that game 
this season on Target Communications Airwaves. We are the official home of the Atlanta Falcons radio network in Lee County. Here we, we are. When we return, our main monthly predictions. Let's get an update on where we are with that right after this. Cinderella Man, Cinderella Man, Cinderella Man, Cinderella Man. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Welcome back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Brant Daughtry and Barry Blanchard. At Real Brooks C on Twitter, at The Den Chillin'. Yes, sir. On Twitter, and also at Brant underscore Daughtry on Twitter. That's all our three of our Twitter handles. My Both of my names are tough to spell because they sound like other names. Would you like me to spell out your Twitter handle then? Please. All right, so all Twitter handles spelled out at R-E-A-L-B-R-O-O-K-S-C on Twitter. That's mine. We call him Brookie C. C. We call him Brookie C. That's right. Um, We do now. Listen to Auburn baseball early in the season. You would uh, get that reference. Um, Barry Blanchard on Twitter at The Den Chillin at T-H-E-D-E-N-C-H-I. L is it two L's? It's two L's. Two I L L I N. Yeah, I, I think chilling. it's perfect because it says at the den chilling. Like I, you, I'm literally there. You're at the den chilling. I'm at I, the den I chilling. like it. I like it. I didn't realize that until just. That. I like that. <laughs> nah, that's where I'm at. Man, maybe I should have been more creative. Brooks, Brooks got so on board with that so quickly. <laughs> I didn't realize it until just now. And then Brant Daughtry on Twitter at Brant underscore Daughtry B R A N T underscore D A U G H T R Y. The D the G H do nothing. They're just there, and it's T R Y pronounced tree. SEC softball update from Gainesville. Top of the sixth inning, Missouri has jumped on top of the Alabama Crimson Tide, three to nothing. Three runs on five hits, no errors. Yo, Tigers. Alabama zero runs, four hits on two errors this afternoon. We'll see if Alabama can make a comeback. As we're getting late in that one, also an update. Big weekend in the state of Alabama sports as the region's tradition going on up in Birmingham, the PGA Tour Champions Tournament that makes its annual stop up in Birmingham. At, uh, I believe it's at Greystone up there in Birmingham. Steve Stricker leads the day after the first round. Uh, I believe it's almost complete at seven under. Miguel Angel Yamines. I like that. Uh, big name on the PGA Tour Champions. Five under, also tied with West Short at five under. John Daly. Coming in tied for fourth at four under. How about that? John Daly going up the uh, rankings today. Uh, other notable names, you got Ernie Els at four under. Uh, that is tied for fourth with John Daly. A few other people are tied for fourth with John Daly. As I scroll through the leaderboard, 
Um, let's see if I can find someone that I know a lot of people are going to know. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Last place right now is Fred Funk. Uh, he withdrew. Well, so technically last place is John Sinden at 9 over in 77th all by himself. Uh, as we get ready to continue on the Sports Call show this afternoon, we are going to get to our monthly predictions update in just a moment. But first, we would like to go back to our Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401, locally toll-free at one 9 Tiger 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. And joining us there now is... Michael from Auburn. Michael from Auburn has called in. It's been a minute since we've heard from him. Michael, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good, guys. I uh, was listening to some of the radio talk shows this morning. Uh, they were... I, I don't know if things were released or they just had an early look, but they were talking about uh, Steelers. Um, I thought it was interesting. They're all 17 of their games. They do not leave the Eastern time zone. Um, mm. Which I thought that was kind of a you know hey, collusion you know, ticket. Well, I mean it's that whole division for I mean the way that they schedule things. I think some like Baltimore only does it twice, but I mean I remember you know Roethlisberger as a rookie. I mean it seems so long ago, but uh, he was able to do some things. Pickett may have a chance. I mean with the way the schedule plays out for them, that uh, that would help. I mean if you look at a team like Seattle. In contrast, I think they change uh, like 30-something times or something like that or, or, or time zones or something, just going, leaving from Seattle and, and crossing over and then coming back. Like, it's it's just crazy. And I think that you're looking at the miles, it was like 30,000 miles that they would have to travel this season or something in comparison to like 16 uh, for Seattle. Um, the Steelers. So. Yeah, I pulled up the, I pulled up the Steelers schedule. They they already have the team set out. They don't have the dates listed online yet because of the, the schedule release. But they play the the two teams outside. They really every team that they play is really in the Eastern Time Zone. They play New Orleans and they play Las Vegas, which are not in the Eastern Time Zone. But they get those games at home. So it looks like you were right, Michael. They don't play anybody outside that Eastern Time Zone. So I mean that's just crazy. So I'm just curious of how that's gonna how that's going to play out. I did see, uh, like you said, uh, the, the Denver and Seattle, that's going to be very interesting to see um, how he's how he's received there. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see if they – if you if you get a shot on your, your ex-quarterback or something, see how that, <laughs> how that kind of plays out. But um, What if it's like the Drew Locke show? Like Drew Locke just comes out there and just like goes crazy. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what exactly what happens there. I'm curious uh, how things happen uh, with Jacksonville uh, as well with without Urban there. Uh, kind of what's going to are they going to develop any? Will we see any kind of you know the sophomore? Uh, they normally have a sophomore slump for these rookies, but I mean Trevor Lawrence had such a, a horrible year. It wasn't necessarily him, but just the whole team and everything going on. That I mean, I think I think we'll see something out of them. I'm just curious. Yeah, that that is that's an interesting storyline to follow. Is how it, what the Jaguars do in their first year under Doug Peterson does, and you know if you're looking at the Jaguars, does Doug Peterson get a second year? As a lot of their coaches don't last that long down there, and can he uh, turn that development of Trevor Lawrence around? Or are they shopping for a new quarterback in a very deep class next year again? Yeah, and the quarterback class this next year is supposed to be pretty pretty deep, and then it'll be interesting. You have that class, and then you'll have you know. Arch Manning, you know, by that yeah. time we'll be deciding where he's going, which 
I did see something interesting. Uh, you know, they were talking about who was going to be the quarterback in the next five years, like what name would be we'd be talking about, and they actually included him. And he would be a, you know, if he had this year of high school and then three years of college and came out, he would be a rookie. I'm like, man, you're putting him in a very unique class already. So but oh, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what he decides to do as well. A lot, a lot of hype around Arch Manning. A lot of a lot of hype to know where he's going to go to college. That's the big. That's the biggest question is where he's going to go. Got to go to Tennessee, right? Uh, right now it's Texas, Georgia, and Alabama are the three big ones oh, that he's no. uh, linked to. I, <laughs> I thought he was going to Ole Miss, and I'm I'm still standing by Ole Miss, and I could be very wrong, but I just I I got a gut feeling, you know. That's Peyton's son, right? I say, it, it, no, Cooper? it's Cooper's. Son. Yeah, Cooper. 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 Oh, Cooper's the, son. The dad says Cooper was the one before he got injured. <laughs> yep, so, yep. oh man, I hope it's so. not the last two you named. Oh, <laughs> yeah, goodness. for sure. But, yeah, I, I, I hope that that we're not facing him, or it's not such a big, big. You know, the thing the thing about it is though, like they've got a Heisman winning trophy. They've got a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback right now, right? Like what? Alabama's going to have a great quarterback. Georgia's going to have a, you know, a good team, even if they don't have a superstar quarterback running everything. So, I mean, it it doesn't matter. If he goes there, he goes there. I mean, it's not like it gets any worse. I, I just Brand. don't see Manning having – I mean, with, with his grandpa and everything, I just don't see in the history – I don't see a Manning being in a, an Alabama uniform. And I could be wrong. I mean, I, 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 could, I could see some different things, but – I don't know what kind of relationship Kiffin has been able to establish with the man right. as well. So, I, I'm gonna say, it, I think it, it's, it, it's probably impressive when you go there for your official visit and it's also you know honoring Eli Manning and you see your last name written in the end zone. That could uh, sway you a little bit. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. But uh, you guys have a good one. Uh, can y'all confirm the uh, Saturday-Auburn-Bama game? Is that a 2 o'clock for the baseball game? Uh, I can. Let me look it up real quick. And I will get you an exact time on the Saturday baseball game. It is going to be two o'clock, first pitch for between Auburn and Alabama. All right, guys. Thank y'all so much. No problem, Michael. Thank you for so much for the call. Thanks, we'll talk Michael. To you later. All right. It was Michael from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger Nine is how you get on that Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Alabama baseball this weekend, big big series at Plainsman Park coming up. And when we come back, we talk a little bit about Auburn baseball and our monthly predictions right after this. Follow us on Twitters. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports call rolling on as we continue through a Thursday afternoon. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Barry Blanchard and Brant Daughtry. Shout out to all the local baseball and softball teams in the high school, still in the state tournaments. 
Shout out to the Robertsdale High School Golden Bears, my alma mater, making it to the state tournament uh, championship level up in Oxford in 6A. Lost the championship of the uh, regional down in Mo- or in uh, Gulf Shores in the 6A to Baldwin County, but the top two teams do advance. So the Robertsdale Bears on to the state tournament. The first ever state softball champions were the Robertsdale Bears back in the 90s. All right. Back to defend that title 20 years later. Beautiful. What a storyline. So the Bears are back. Shout out to them. Uh, unfortunately for the local area, they did beat Opelika in the semifinals of that uh, pretty badly, too. So I do apologize to all the Opelika <laughs> fan, fans listening out there. But I am a proud Robert Soul alum, and I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. Dang it. Attaboy. 334-887-341. Locally toll-free one tiger 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. As we continue on on the sports call, let's get to... A segment that we love to do every once in a while. Let's check out our Sports Call Monthly Prediction, shall we? Are you looking for a sure bet at what's going to happen this month? Well, then don't listen to these guys. Uh-huh. It's Sports Call's Monthly Predictions. Sports Call's Monthly Predictions. We are in the middle of the month of May, so that means it's time for an update on how things are going. We have 10 questions this month. Sometimes we have less, sometimes we have more. We have 11, don't we? We have 11? We um, have 11. I see 10 on our website. We've got, le- we got 11. Oh, we do have 11. Um, so I'll be, able to, uh, I'll be able to do this for a couple of them. But let's start out with... Number one. Which huh. Eastern Conference team will be the representative for the NBA Finals? We've got a few Milwaukee Bucks, a few Miami Heats, a few Boston Celtics in there. Brant. Hello. What's our update on that? It have not happened yet. <laughs> it's not nothing, happened. nothing going on. That's right. Nothing has happened. We are still in the middle of the conference semifinals. Couple games can be closed out tonight. So what are you guys? What's you guys' prediction? I I said Warriors versus Bucks. Okay. So you had the Milwaukee Bucks. I also had the Milwaukee Bucks making it all the way. They're in a pretty good fight with the Boston Celtics though right now. They are. Series. They are. Giannis was bleeding from the side of his face last night. That was kind of shout early. out Pat Connington. <laughs> yeah, Al Horford playing out out of his head right now. That's a. Uh, it's because he got dunked on. He didn't like it. So yeah, like, you know what? Well, I'm gonna remind you who Al I Horford's. Am. Al Horford has been dunked on a few times and has never played like this. <laughs> well, you know, especially against a guy like Giannis. So Eastern Conference still yet to be decided. It's time for number two. Which, which Western Conference team will be the representative in the NBA Finals? We've had what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people say the Warriors. A couple people said the Suns. That series, or those, we have yet to make the conference finals yet. <clears throat> so that means that we still don't have a winner for that one. It's a sense of deja vu in here. Brant, you picked the Golden State Warriors, as you just said a moment ago. Yeah. I was one of the two people that took the Phoenix Suns. I also went, it was me and former associate still playing to defend his title, Javon Cutler, both picked the Suns. So yep. the only two yep. people to pick the Suns out of this. The Warriors have not looked great in the last few games. Ooh. They've still managed <laughs> to get some wins, which is which oh is positive. Boy. That means you can get a win in a in a situation where you're not shooting as well. But the Suns also struggle a little bit with the with the magic with the magic. The Mavericks, they'll try to close out that close out that series tonight. I believe they close out tonight. I got, I think the Suns are like, all right, let's quit playing around. We gotta get ready because we don't either. What Memphis did, I was just like, my goodness gracious. I, I've always like watched them this season. I'm like, why are they better without job? Like, what is it about? It's just maybe because like interesting. It's, it? It, it, it's a conundrum I'm always head scratching about. But 
it's because they play like I play 2K. It's just anybody can score from anywhere. Yeah. I'm it, shooting. I also shoot threes with Jerry Jackson Jr. I'm I'm doing all the same things. So I just I, I chalk it up to my great 2K skills. Unless you are a Bay Area resident, the the Grizzlies are a fun te- young team to watch. Anybody outside of the Bay Area or in, anybody inside that Bay Area, and then of course a residence uh, Warriors fan Ryan Lavoy, not a fun team the Grizzlies are to watch, but. There, it's just it's an interesting series. Next, it's number three. Number three. What will Sonny Deshera's batting average be in the month of May? Just the month of May. What will the batting average be? Closest guess. We'll get the points. Brant, where are we with Sonny Deshera's current batting average after the first few games of the month? Not great, Bob. Um, Sonny Deshera. I think I had him batting like four thirty or something like that. Four thirty six. Because that is uh, where his batting average has been for much of the season. He is a three for eighteen in this month. That is a batting average of one sixty-seven. One sixty-seven. That means right now, if it were in today, Tom Peavy with a batting average of two forty would get that point. I said three sixty-seven. He's got to pick it up a little bit to do that. You were not the highest guess. The highest guess? No, you. Yeah, you were the highest guess. Four thirty-six. Tom Peavy, as I said, the lowest at two forty. And so Sonny Deshera kind of hitting a little bit of a downstretch right now. Maybe he can, hopefully he can make some adjustments this weekend and next weekend and get that average up a little bit. Next, it's number four. Which horse will win the Kentucky Derby? This is one of the few that we can report where the point is gone. Brent, (laughs) where did the point go? The point went to Rich Strike, who when we made these monthly predictions was not in the field. So nobody got this point. That means nobody, as you say, gets the point. I was, me and Ryan were the closest to getting the point. We had Epicenter, who finished second. Yeah, he finished second, yep. Was leading the race right down to the wire a little bit, and then Rich Strike came barreling up the side. (laughs) Came up and then tried to chew his head off. Uh, Well, no, not, it was, it was not, it was not Epicenter's. It wasn't Epicenter? Okay. It was like the the guide horse that gets them afterward. So that is. I didn't know there was a guide horse. I don't watch horse racing. There's a guide horse that kind of gets them, but that's who he was trying to nibble. He was going for it, man. Rich Strike was going for it. Rich Strike is my kind of guy. Rich Strike, unfortunately, though, announced today he will not be participating in the Preakness Stakes, which is just very, very unfortunate as you really want to go for that Triple Crown. I don't know the reasoning why he's not going to be running. His owner's going to live it up. He's like, I'm going to take this one. What what I have heard is that they were not planning on running him in the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, we all all saw that he was the the last minute selection because somebody had to drop. Uh, and they just don't want to overwork him in that time period. They, they were planning to run him in the Preakness and uh, wh- what's the next one? I can't the remember. Belmont. Yeah, they're planning planning to run him in Belmont in the Preakness, but he ended up running in the Kentucky Derby, so they're going to give him time off. They're not going to make him do three races in that short amount of time. So no Triple Crown winner this year. But he year. is planning on running on Bel- in Belmont right now. See, no, no Triple Crown winner this year for the horses. I say the horse is planning, like the, the horse is writing out his schedule, but th- that is the plan for Rich Strike right now. Next, it is number five. Number five question this month. Which player will hit the most home runs for the Atlanta Braves in the month of May? I said Austin Riley. Brant, you also said Austin Riley. I did. Who is leading currently? Currently, Ronald Acuna Jr. made his comeback earlier and has two for the month of May. He is your leader. Uh, Austin Riley has one. Ozzy Albies, zero. Marcelo Zuna, zero. William Contreras, one. Travis Demerit, one. Matt Olson, one. Travis Darno one. 
Adam Duvall, one. Dansby Swanson, one. Guillermo Heredia, one. Orlando Arcia, one. Big fat one that he hit last night. Alex Dickerson and Eddie Rosario have zero. So currently, if we were in today with just two home runs on the month, Ryan LaVoy and Austin Scott would get the point for having Ronald Acuna Jr. in that position. Next. Number six. Who will win the NASCAR Coca-Cola 600? A few people said different things. You said Chase Elliott. I said Chase Elliott. Let's go. And we don't know who that's going to be because the Coca-Cola 600 is, in fact, the last Sunday of the month. May 29th. Uh, Bubba Wallace has also been said. Joey Logano, Martin Trix Jr. were also said. Moving on to... Number seven. Who will win the PGA Championship? Again, something we're, that hasn't happened yet. We are one week away. It runs from May 19th to May 22nd. Uh, Brant, you said Shane Lowry. I did. I, I, I like the pick. Uh, I said Brooks Kepka. In doubt now. He had to withdraw from this weekend's Byron Nelson. Not looking good for me. Uh, JJ also said Brooks Kepka, so not looking good for us. Bill Bailey says that Scotty Scheffler will repeat, will take the ah. first two majors of the year and win the Masters and then win the PGA. Canberry, Dustin Johnson. Uh, Ryan LaVoy took Patrick Cantlay. Scotty Scheffler was also the pick of J- uh, Javon Cutler. And then Tom Peavy said John Rahm. Austin Scott, Colin Morikawa. Next is number eight. Number eight. How many home runs will Auburn softball player Bree Ellis finish the season with? Brant used to 23. I said 20. I think the lowest number was 20 between me and JJ. She still has how many, Brant? She has 18. She started the month with 18. That's the Auburn record. That is tied with Casey Cooper for the Auburn record uh, by a freshman, and she just has not been able to get one over the wall. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. The bat has not cooled off. She's still hitting. She's yep. still hitting hard, but she just can't get anything over the wall right now, and, and that that's part of the reason that – Auburn's scoring has slowed down, uh, and it's not just her, it's everybody, but she is still whacking the ball. She has not cooled down, but it just can't hit them far enough. So me and JJ need her to hit two in the NCAA regionals to get this point. I need her to crank. You need her I need to, her to get hot. You need her to get hot. You and Ryan and Tom are all three at 23. Everybody else either said 22 or 21. Moving on, it's... Number nine. What will NASCAR points leader Chase Elliott's best finish of the month be? We can report who's gotten the point here. Brant? Uh, he won the first day of May. That's right. So first, first place is... Second day of May. Second day of May. This says May 1st. Was it May? No, because it was... Sec- cause it it was, was delayed a day. It, it was, was delayed, delayed a day. day. Yep, because we watched been, that at the office. It, it was Monday. It would have been May 1st on that Sunday. Yep. But May 2nd got his first win. Yep. So he, so he won. So first is his best place. Uh, you, Brooks Childress, Javon Cutler, our representative up in Connecticut, J.J. Jackson, typical host, and Austin Scott, graphics extraordinaire, got that point. So there's the first point doled out officially to a to the team this month, and then... Number 10. What team will score the most goals in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs in May? Still a few series going. Brant, what is our update right now? Our update, I don't even remember which team I picked. You took uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did I? Yep. All right. Well, not in a bad spot. The leader right now is the Penguins with 23. After that, the Avalanche with 21, tied with the Oilers for 21. Maple Leafs, my team of choice, has 20. The Hurricanes have 19. The Rangers are tied with them at 19. The Blues have 17. The Lightning have 17. <laughs> Capitals and Panthers tied with 16. Wild and Kings tied with 15. The Bruins have 13. The Flames have 10. The Predators have 9. And the Stars have 8. And then the final question, number 11, which IndyCar driver will win the Indy 500? I said Alex Palou which who was the runner-up last year. 
Uh, Brant, you said Colton Herta. JJ yes. also said Colton Herta. A couple people said Joseph Newgarden. Cam Berry took Will Power. Tom Peavy also took Alex Palou. And, uh, Will Power is an awesome name. It is a very, very cool name. Will? Wait, I just caught it. <laughs> yeah. Will Power. It is, yeah. And that is a look at our monthly predictions. That race is scheduled for May 29th. That is yet to happen. Final weekend that will take place. I'm definitely rooting for Will Power. 100%. <laughs> That's a look at our monthly predictions. Coming up after this, we will wrap up the show with our nightly TV guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. Time out. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is Jake Crane, host of the J-Boy Show, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. Welcome back. Thursday edition of Sports Call. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Barry Blanchard, Brant Daughtry. Wrapping up a show. Been a great show so far today. Talked to Brian Matthews. Had some great calls. We missed anything that we t- talked about on the show. We also did even update on our monthly predictions. Go back and listen to the Sports Call podcast. Be available after our show is done. We'll get it posted. Get the interview posted separately, of course, so you can listen to that if you want to just listen to that on your own, on its own. Barry, it's been great having you on here today. Oh, it's been a fun one. I mean, anytime I come on here, it's always unexpected. You never know where we're going to go. Learn where the Patroon is. Um, yeah. You know, I got That was a talk. long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's valuable information nonetheless. That's right. Got it. You know, it's like you guys always get me caught up on all the good sports to know. So, And I love to talk to the people who call in. They're always like information galore every time I, I stop through. Barry, you've got a show Monday through Thursday. We mentioned this earlier. You've got a show Monday through Thursday on our sister station, 99.9 Kate FM. Dinner Barry, time dinner with Barry Blanchard. With, you got a good show packed for us tonight? Tonight is gossipy. Oh. Yeah, because I had a conversation with a friend Ooh. last night, and we had a lot of good good points. We talked for like three or four hours with my old girlfriend. So I'm like, I mean, I wonder if people would be interested in this. So, you know, if you, if you want to just get a little bit of entertainment from 6 to 10 here on this Thursday while we wait for the NFL schedule to drop, why not come through? Yeah. I'm at the Den chilling on Twitter. So right after we're done here, head over to 99.9 Kate FM. Barry will keep you company all evening long until probably probably about a lot of people's bedtime. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock, it's time to hit the hay. And then uh, some great content tomorrow on the Sports Call. And then Barry will be back next week for the full week of shows over on 99.9 Kate FM. So continue to tune in to him. Continue to listen to us. And as we wrap up the show today, we do it like we do every single day with... Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Nightly TV Guide brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. Movie picks for you this evening. Didn't give any movie picks the other night because there was enough sports on, but I'll give you two tonight and make up for it. 6.05, right on the dot. Make sure you don't miss it. 6.05 on Stars on Courts, Thor The Dark World, the, se- the second Thor movie. 
whole message. Well, the, listen, yeah. I, I, I have said on this show before, I was not a big fan of Thor The Dark World, and neither were most people. I found it very boring. But it made Marvel realize that their Thor formula wasn't working, and it got Taika Waititi in the director's chair for Thor Ragnarok. I'm so excited for Thor Love and Thunder. I love what Taika Waititi has done with Thor. I love the new Thor. I love how they reworked Thor into a very entertaining character. Cannot wait to see that. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, not a good movie, but it led to some incredible Marvel. Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World, excuse me. What did we I say? You said Love and Thunder. Uh, that has not come out yet. So we don't know. Natalie Portman's in it. Yeah. Ha-ha. She is jacked. She is also in this one, <laughs> Thor the Dark World. She is, and I really hope they make her a good character in the new one, because, again, just everything about Thor 2 is just boring. Then at 620 on FXM, it's a movie that you're going to watch just to watch humans fight aliens. Independence Day Resurgence. Let's go, sec- Will Smith. The uh, No, he wasn't in the second one. Nope, never mind. Uh, uh, Independence Day Resurgence, ah. the sequel to the 1990s hit Independence Day. I didn't it let you finish. That's okay. on me. It wasn't the best, but if you want to watch, if you want to sit back and let your mind go numb a little bit watching humans fight aliens, <laughs> this is the movie to do it with. I never saw Independence Day. Either of we, them? I've never seen either oh, of them. What are we doing? Why would I watch the second one without watching the first one? What are you, what are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. Jesus, Christ. Uh, six o'clock on ESPNU college baseball action. Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs taking on the number one team in the country, the Tennessee Volunteers. They open up a three-game series tonight. Oh, ESPNU. I hate both of those baseball teams. Six thirty on TNT. Some Stanley Cup playoff action. Carolina takes on Boston up in the Bruins world of things. And at seven o'clock on ESPN two and FS one is the twenty twenty two NFL schedule release. See where your favorite teams are going to be playing, what week they're going to be playing each team. Or just check it out on social media like 30 minutes later That's and true. don't have to watch the entire it thing. It won't be 30 minutes later. You no, know. It, it, it's about to drop in like five minutes. That's later. fair. That's fair. And that is a look at your Not TV Guide brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. And that will do it for our show. Barry, thank you so much for being here. I waved, but no one could see it. I am happy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Brent, also thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I've been Brooks Childress. Thank call you for him Brookie in. C. That's right. <laughs> call him Brookie C. We do. Isn't that your Twitter bio now? Uh, we sh- that should be if it's not. I'll check <laughs> it after we get off the air. You can check it too at the real Brook C at Brant underscore Daughtry at the Den Chillin'. <laughs> and that is sports call for a Thursday. We will talk to you with a full new episode starting at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>